Good evening and welcome to Ellos to Fumar Takes. This is our 215 take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azle, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplessis, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show. We're kicking off PCA 2022 week right here, right now. It's all going down. I've got fantastic guests lined up for you. It's a coalition night. You guys are going to be meeting some fine gentlemen here in just a moment. But before we get there, we have to thank the people that make this show possible. And that, of course, is our sponsors. And tonight's show is sponsored by Drew Estate. For the first time in its history, Drew Estate's Liga Provada 10 anniversary of Connecticut Criollo Cigar will be regularly available as a monthly allocation for qualifying Drew Diplomat program participants beginning right now due to the limited supply of the tobaccos used in each league of Provada expression production for all league of Provada cigars is limited because of the magnificent Connecticut river Valley Kappa leaves, which are used as the hallmark for every league of Provada cigar remain the most difficult component, obviously to secure. This is especially true for the league of Provada 10 anniversary of Connecticut Criollo. So Call your local Drew Diplomat retailers and secure your box of Liga Provada 10th Anniversario Connecticut Criollo today. And thank you to Drew Estate for sponsoring the Cigar Coop Coalition's coverage of the PCA Trade Show 2022. And welcome, everyone. This is our 215 take. I'm so proud and so pleased and so privileged to welcome in these fine, outstanding, excellent, magnificent wonderful gentlemen tonight sponsored by united cigar smoke one tonight and start living united misters will cooper benley aaron nielsen gentlemen how are we doing tonight doing fantastic Barry. thanks for having me on here and the rest of the team Oh, you're yeah. absolutely welcome, Ben. Just thanks for chiming in there. Everyone just didn't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> I think we were all waiting to see who was going to go first. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah. Ben's always the one who's like, oh, fuck, fuck it. I'll say it. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How are we doing? There we go. Bear, I am so excited to be here. Thank you. And always good to see you, gentlemen. It really is. Um, you know, guys, I just want to say the last year has been a blast. I know we all kind of got together. This thing formed right before last year's PCA. The last year has been a blast, and I couldn't work alongside three three finer people. So, um, and of course, I don't want to forget Loomis and Dave Burke as well, who are not on tonight, but but they as well as those guys. It's it's a fine team that you have assembled, Coop. It is a fine team of people. Anyway, uh, it wouldn't be as fine if I weren't here, but I am, so it's fine. It works well, out. Yep. It works out for yep. you. Yep. But uh, um, I'm I'm. So, uh, so excited for this week, guys. I'm so excited to see you all again in person and to do what we all do and love, which is, uh, you know, uh, share our love for the cigar industry um, with, uh, with our audiences, with our readers uh, and, uh, you know, our supporters. And this is, uh, it's, uh, it's certainly, uh, certainly going to be a fantastic trade show. I think everyone's really positive kind of going into this. Coop, you, you mentioned this. You've covered a lot of trade shows, Ben, you as well. Ben, I, I'm interested to get your take on that. This is what Coop is saying. I want to see if you agree with this to kind of kick us off tonight. Coop was saying in years past, whenever there's this kind of a, there's a positive vibe going into the show, it tends to be a good show. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, most often than not. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes down. I mean, it kind of just carries in the show like a wave, right? If you have positive energy going in, it just kind of carries through the whole show. So, yeah, I mean, it's usually a really good show whenever you, you hear positive stuff going in and there's no issues or drama. Like, we haven't had any this year so far. Not really. So, 
I think it's going to be a great show. I think so too. I, I really, I mean, even Bear, when, remember the, your first show, you know, that was the year we, the hand roll movie kicked off, right? Right. But then I, that I, was, and I wasn't there for it, but yeah, I mean, it was a good kickoff. Oh, oh so you weren't there at that one. I wasn't there for the, for the viewing. I was there for the trade show. Right. But that, that was the one with the fire. That was the one with the fire. Correct. Right. But the fire even <laughs> did like the fire was just kind of a freak thing, but it didn't really disrupt. I mean, it disrupted things, but it didn't create a negative spell on it. It kind of created a little bit of a, you know, just kind of history more or less. Uh, yeah. CigarCon was a disaster in 2000. I mean, I think if the PCA had to erase a trade show from its arc, like its annals of history, 2019 was, was an absolute disaster of a trade show. So uh, we've come a long way since then. Yeah, no, it's 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 going to be I think it's going to be a fantastic show. There's a lot of people back um, that, you know, that missed out on last year. And then obviously everyone missed in 20. Um, so this is going to be this is going to be a really cool show. And we're going to get into uh, we're going to get into some of this right now. But let's uh, let's start off with some a couple of things here, uh, which is obviously uh, what what everyone's smoking. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, we're not going to get too far into this because I know this is Coop's one of Coop's most hated subjects. But um, I did want to ask a, a, an interesting question. So, um, but uh, Ben, what 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 are you smoking tonight? What are you drinking? What are you uh, what are you partaking in as we uh, we kick off uh, take two fifteen here? So tonight I'm starting off with the Herrera Esteli Miami, and this is the one of the it was the first release. I just I kind of found it when I was packing up when I moved here, and I kind of set it off to the side. I found this box I had three left, so I just pulled one out. And sir, I don't know how long we'll go. I've got the um, Aranja Kaexa. Didn't say you see it. Um, I got. I seem to have an orange theme going on here. Neanderthal KFG. Uh, and then also, I have a Crux Guild in Robusto. Man, you so are I'm going six. with the orange theme. Man, you yeah. yeah. Number number two cigar of the year for me a few years ago was that Crux. All, all those cigars, great cigars. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, that's my lineup for the night. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, uh, Aaron, what are you uh, what are you smoking? All right. So not only am I with my uh, what I consider very close friends, but also my favorite people in the cigar industry. So I'm paying homage to the three of you. Oh, wow. Here we go. First, first for Mr. Bear Duplissy. Let's see. The bowl. Oh, nice. Good call. Yep. For Mr. Well, this goes without saying, Mr. Ben Lee, we're going. That opus. opus yes. Nice. Yep. Very oh, good. Ha- oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Fine, fine and, choice. And then, huh? Yeah. And then for Mr. Cooper. Gosh, darn it. The. Onions. Oh, the La Aurora, the St. Onions. The oh, yeah. Deck, scar to decade. Yep. So what three? All three of them come, going into the PCA. Can't wait to see you guys. So I'm going to go the bull, the opus, and the Anio. So now let me ask, which one do I smoke first? Oh man, uh, I think you you either got to go with the. I think you might have to go with the bull. That's what I was thinking. I was going to go bull, then opus, think? and then Anos, Anios. What do you think, guys? I think that's a good call. Yeah. I think it's a good order. Yeah. Go, go okay. with that. All right. Nice. We're lighting up. We're lighting up. Nice. nice. Coop, we know you got some Diet Coke at the ready. Uh, so Yes, I do. 
Okay. So, so what are you smoking? Yeah, so you got to pick my cigar to, to kick off with. Oh, okay. Cho- the choices are the La Galera Maduro in the Perfecto Largo size, which is a limited size that was released a few years ago, like a one and done size. I have also an Opus X in a box press Bellicoso. And I have the Adrian Gonzalez MXX by Ace Prime. I, you literally know what I'm going to say. Yeah, so. I would say on that on that lineup, I'm going to go the Opus as well. Uh, well, this is to open, right? So, um, okay, the Adrian Gonzalez, the Opus, and the, what was the and the La Galera Maduro. Yep. That Adrian might be good to open with too. To yeah, be I was going to say. I think I'm going to go with the Adrian to open up. I, I was. I, I would say Adrian Opus La Galera. Okay. Aaron, what size of the Opus did you have? Did you have the box press? Yeah, I, I got this exact same one you do. I, I, that's press. amazing. That's amazing. I was just saying, I'm like, how did he, you know, all the Opus sexes, we picked the same size. That's and crazy. Ben, this is the one I got up by yours, by, by, by you, I think. Yeah, that's the shark, dude. I'm sorry. This was the, yeah, I'm sorry. This was the shark. I, I'm sorry. This was the shark. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I honestly think we got to, um, we got to do a Friday afternoon Casa Fuente visit again. Cause that was kind of cool. Oh. Well, we li- that's that's a get. We have to. It's a must. Uh, I've never yeah. missed a year doing that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just add another thing to the schedule. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but we may have an answer on our scheduling problem uh during the show. So um, oh. I'm hoping. I'll check your chat as things go on. So. Good stuff. All right. So, all right, gentlemen. Well, okay. So this I know this is Coop's favorite topic because he used to love when people would post pictures of their shoes. You know, going into the trade show, what shoes are you wearing? So, um, first of all, I started a new trend the other year, uh, a couple of years back with the hats. What hats am I bringing? That's more important yep. than shoes. Yep. Um, but here's an interesting co- here's an interesting topic because I just think it's funny and because we're all four very different people. What's what's an off the wall provision that you that you that you that you that you're bringing? Off the wall. Hmm. Uh, like the fat off the wall. What do you What do you mean off the wall exactly? Well, like, like okay, so like everyone brings a toothbrush and shaving kit. Not oh, I don't shave, but you know what I'm talking about. Like everyone brings like the standard stuff. Like what's like I have to have this for the trade show. I'm bringing it. <clears throat> like John McTavish is bringing a whole fucking coffee setup. So hmm. I mean that's what I'm talking about. Like something just just like unusual. Oh, I mean, I always bring those my fragrances. I have that freaking pack up bring of all the different fragrances I have. So, Dude, I mean, that's, that's true. A- you you and I shared a bathroom last year. Fucking best smelling bathroom ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah, what? that's ever. I, I never thought that. I would say I that. I followed a dude into a bathroom once and it was the best, one of the best bathroom experiences ever. <laughs> like, seriously, that never happens ever. Fam's freaking, freaking good stuff. Okay. Um, any, any fragrance? Okay. Any fragrances you're excited about that you're bringing? Because I know this is your um, thing. So I'll, I'll give you the floor here. Yeah. The, I got a couple new ones from a company called Amari that I'm bringing that are pretty special. Um, I try to bring different stuff that nobody had, like what we call a niche, which is not designer, nothing from any designer, stuff like Chanel or Dior, stuff like that. Because weirdly enough, 
it's also kind of a a sub i guess hobby of a lot of cigar people it's odd as hell so yeah i'm, I'm gonna bring some some different stuff and i always travel with these little things like like little decants like this it's in a full bottle it's like i bring more more of them basically and i can throw them in my pocket because people say oh what is that i want to try it out okay here there you go now, did so, you just yeah, have gotta, that sitting? Did did you just have that sitting next to you? Like you just have to have some like cologne and fragrances just sitting by you as you <laughs> smoke a cigar. He's got to smell good, man. Jesus. Yeah. All right. I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm testing four right now. I got one on each back of the hand, and then one on each forearm right now. Wow. Just testing them out. Wow. Like I said, off the wall provision. Here we go. That's exactly what we're talking about. Like I never would. I think I'm bringing like I think I'm bringing one of cologne, yeah. So, well, I got plenty. You're covered. <laughs> I don't. The, the thing I bring is not that off the wall per se, but I do eat a crap load of these clean energy bars that I get at Costco, and you can't get them. I don't think at at you know a Walgreens or somewhere out there. So I will always bring my clean energy bars, but I don't know how off the wall that is. But I'll make sure I have them. A box of them. Nice, clean energy bars. Okay, I remember. I remember you supplying us with granola bars as we were like rolling around. But were yeah. those the same things? No, no. But I'm going to bring some for you um, this time because you're going to say, "Wow, I, I'm I'm glad Aaron brought those. I was feeling a little famished." Yeah, probably. Mine yeah. can't have chocolate. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I'll be snobbish about. No so. problem. Um, cool. Coop. Eric, can I share the screen? Oh man, yeah, I, wow. I think you should should be able yeah, to. Yeah, because no one will know what I'm talking about unless I show it. Like you should be able to. Let me let it. me know if you let me know if you need it. Uh, still disabled. Uh, let's see. I got to be the difficult one. You go to share screen, enable all participants. You're not bringing a full size poster of bobby valentine to no, put in your no, no, the house no. are you okay no, right. go for no. it go for it coop all right that was charlie manual oh right. yeah that's right mineral ice <laughs> let me tell you about this stuff right and, and, and okay you know full disclosure i usually pick it up in vegas right as opposed to taking it just because i don't have to go through uh security with it or anything like that or worry about leaving it back i mean this stuff is great for aching muscles especially after walking around the trade show uh it's good on your neck. It really kind of cools you off, and it feels good sometimes in that desert heat. So um, it, it, is, it is better than taking Tylenol, and uh, I've always gotten some every year out there. Now, think if you could bring this with, like, combine this and dump some of, of Ben's uh, effervescence into the mineral ice. Now you're now we're talking. Yeah. That makes all the sense in the world now, Coop. I've, this is the first time I've ever heard you have t- talk about this stuff. It's the first time it. I've ever seen it. I've I've smelt it. I you absolutely smell- you're you're absolutely right. I've smelled. I'm like this makes all this like this connects all it's the like, dots. It's like peppermint smell. He starts yeah. smelling. Yeah, yeah. I, I I always have it. Uh, like when we're down in Florida and stuff, I, I have it, and it's great. I, it's great on the back of the neck when you when you know when your neck's kind of stiff and stuff. Like that. I had no idea what I thought. Like I thought maybe it was like your deodorant or something like that. But I, <laughs> I remember smelling. Like you're right, man. After every single time we'd come home from the trade show, I'd be like. Man, someone's got some peppermint stuff going on. Yeah. And that's so that makes yeah. it that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, guys, it's I mean, for me, it's the hats. Uh, I'll probably bring two uh, just to keep light on luggage and stuff. But um, 
I always have to have a couple of hats, uh, including one for going out too. So I'll have a newsy hat and then I'll have like two, two ball caps. Um, probably both Boston, um, Boston, uh, Boston Red Sox. So I probably won't sway from that this year. Um, Although I do have a pretty cool new Green Bay hat that I've been willing. You need a I've been Celtics hat, Bear. Do you have a Celtics hat? I do have a Celtics hat. I finally found one that I liked. Yeah, I mean, they, that's they, a nice hat. they have like like the NBA does all this really cool swank stuff, and it's just like it's just a lot of it's just not for yeah. me. Or they do it black on black. Yeah. I only have like one black on black hat. Uh, it's my it's a Green Bay hat that I just really liked. Um, but other than that, it's I, I really don't like a lot of black on black. Hats. No, I know what like you're that. saying. I have a lot of black hats too. So yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah, um, I guess I could bring the Celtics hat. So um, I do have a green shirt that I'm wearing one day, so that would work. Um, now that now now that we've planned my my fashion out and everything for the week, so that's yep. good stuff. But anyway, uh, that'll bring us obviously into tonight's major point, everybody. And tonight's major point is always brought to you by the people, cigar people. Yes, the people who know everything about a lifetime of service. Protocol Cigars is more than just pool parties and good times. Well, maybe it is. But behind the fun is a motivation for service, a motivation for giving back. From the original Protocol Blue to the latest release in the Lawman series, Bass Reeves, Protocol has always been about honor, passion, and yes, the people. It's what their life's work has been and always will be about. Power of the P, Protocol Cigars. And we're really excited to announce that uh, apparently the Juan Cancel lifetime ban has been lifted uh, for the media compound. So that's nice to hear that good old Juan's welcome back. Uh, and he came clean. He came clean. He came clean on Thursday night and admitted his sins and uh, his fault <laughs> about, yeah. you know, about the whole shellfish allergy. The faux shellfish allergy, yeah. The faux shell. Yeah. Uh, Bill Ives has a shellfish allergy. He's sick. And then, like, two hours later, they're partying at some nightclub going crazy and putting pictures on social media. I thought it was a magic show. I thought it was even it, cornier it, than that. It was something corny. Right. It was something corny. It was but, like you know, they were like Sigmund and Freud if they were right. still around. Like, it was like, it was really crazy. But, but for folks who don't want, I'll tell real brief. Juan made it seem like he had to get to Bill Ives uh, because Bill was having this allergic reaction to shellfish allergy. When in reality, they were scheming to like do something better than hanging out at the media compound. Right? Yeah. Mm. And, and I caught him. By the way, Barry, I caught him that night even before he left right away. And then, then uh, what yeah. topped it off is that night they're at some show in Vegas and drinking beer and you know taking just, like, selfies and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like they got busted. So I banned one and nice. this is after 2018. So it's a, almost a four year ban, by the way. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's served his time. He served he's... his time, but he's on probation. Aaron said so. Okay. That's fair enough. Yep. That's fair enough. So I wanted to kick off our discussion with a little bit, something kind of similar to like some other shows, but a little bit different <clears throat> in examining and comparing um, a company's head to head. Okay. So I'm going to give you two companies and so when we attend the 2023 show, so a year from now, who will have had the better 2022 show and corresponding year? So this is a prediction of sorts, and you're just comparing it to the other, to the other company. Okay. So is everyone solid on the rules? It's pretty, yep. pretty similar stuff. All right. So let's kick it off things with uh, the first pair. So we're going to talk about Rick Rodriguez's West Tampa Cigar Company. Versus Oz Jenner family cigars, welcoming back Tim Oz Jenner and the Oz Jenner family back to the premium cigar industry 
after almost a 12-year absence. So West Tampa Cigar Company, Oz Jenner Family Cigars, who's having the better trade show and corresponding year when we talk to them in 2023? Nielsen, I'm going to let you go first here. All right. I'm going to go with Ozgen because I think from a what they're going to be putting out um, and from a quality of tobacco, from a new release standpoint, I think there's a lot more buzz. So Rick Rodriguez really uh, retired slash didn't retire. Um, and so I think that his name has been out there for a while to where Ozgen, I think, is is creating buzz. Um, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to be, you know, doing for years to come. So I think that they are going to have, I guess the question is, you know, the more successful or more buzz uh, around what they're going to be releasing. So I'm going to go with those guys. Okay. Good stuff. Coop. Oh, I knew you were going to ask this one, you know, um, Look, I'm going with Osgan as well. Um, it's This is a big story having the two CAO alumni for the last 25 years back at the trade show. Because Tim Osgunner and Rick Rodriguez have been the face of the brand for a quarter century. Not together, like Soccer and Malua, but separate. Uh, but let me tell you, Rick Rick's going to get some orders, and Rick has popular, and people really like Rick. But with Oz, people, I think retail is going to be saying, take my money with him. He is a longtime beloved guy in this industry, and uh, he's gotten a big welcome reception. He has uh, he has the crown heads machine behind him. Um, he's got much for like look the distribution right now with with Ozuna is much firmer than the distribution for West Tampa, and the key thing is the distribution, right? Because why right. the crown heads reps are going to be selling. So I think it's an, nothing against Rick. Not anything about the cigar. Ozzy is going to have a much easier time with this, so it's Oz uh, for me. Well, you know, this, this, this question was, was coined by um, Aaron Loomis, uh, you know, offline. He's asked, he said, well, who do, who do you think performs better? It was Miguel Chadell or, or Rick, Rick Rodriguez. And it's almost an unfair comparison. Both are phenomenal, uh, you know, phenomenal sellers, right? They really rep brands really well. Um, they really have a great track record, both of them and everything. Uh, but Mikel's awesome. And on top of that, he has an awesome Salesforce behind him too. Um, so like you said, Coop, the distribution kind of really helps that. Ben, I'm not trying to sway your answer at all, but I'm interested to hear yours. No, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. This one was a little bit closer for me than y'all would have thought, right? Because and this is why. So old school people know Tim. They know the history of the original CAO. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of people that don't this in cigars right now. Red Rodriguez has been out there going at it for years now as a face CEO, and he's already got uh, a cigar ready to go for, at the trade show after just leaving General. That's, I mean, he, he's kind of riding off the wave of what he's created, you know, in General as well. But, you know, Tim's got the backing of crown heads, you know what I'm saying? And Pichardo together. Yeah. yeah. So that that's 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 a pretty that's that's a pretty big weight behind you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I mean, so you're basically it, here's the thing too. If, if crown heads 
pushes the legacy part of this with this line, which I think is important, it's going to be a huge hit. If the blend's good, I'm sure the blend won't be good, but all that aside, they can really push the legacy of this cigar and it would, it, I think it would just go like gangbusters at every cigar shop. I really do. Where, where Crown Heads is at, you know? So if I had to pick the two, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Tim's cigar. I, th- I think it's better than anything, the West Tampa stuff. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. So, so let me ask too, Ben, or uh, Bear, on this question. So I was, I was a little shorter in my um, response. So how are we going to define success right is it, is it sales is it buzz in the media is it um you know i i guess you can look at a myriad of different benchmarks in which we could define successful or better or however we're going to phrase it so what in your mind what are we how are we looking at it well um it's a great question and so that's that's the beauty of this segment too is i think it's subjective it's 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 how you want to define it how do you define success person personally right it doesn't have yeah. to be you know um because I mean, I think I and I think to this point, Aaron, I think you bring up a really good, interesting thing, because I think, you know, of all of us, the four of us, we we, we talk a lot about cigars. Obviously, we share a lot of cigars. You do far more smoking than probably all three of us. Like, I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable saying that. So you've <laughs> you've you've yeah. introduced me to you've introduced me into some to, to some brands. So I think I think success to you is different than success to me is. So I think it's, you know, I think it's absolutely, it, it, I, I modeled it as a subjective discussion. So yeah, no, I think it's great. You want to change I, your well, answer? No, I know I don't, but I think, so I define success is not the people that are on this call right now on, on this, this uh, podcast. I define success in a sense that I see people in a B&M, or I'm getting together at, you know, my neighbors and people bring some cigars and either a, they've talked about something that they've heard about was pretty good or they're actually smoking it. Right. So that to me defines success as some brand recognition, but also a buzz about how good the cigar is. And therefore that's why I want us. I, I think long-term the tobacco and the blends will speak for themselves. And I just going off track record and just, knowing what I know from you guys, I'm learning too through what's going on. Um, that's why I went with the answer I did. So I'm not going to change it. Yeah. It's, a, uh, you know, go ahead, Ben. I was just going to say the way that I defined it, success, right. is kind of a conglomeration of all the things we're talking about, right. Good blend. It's, it's got a good distribution of it. None of this. Oh, we, there's a first launch that it's on back order for six damn months. You know, it's out. It gets out to cigar shops. People talk in eight months. When the the trade show is coming around next year, people are still talking about it. They're eager to go to the to either you know Crown Heads or West Tampa to reorder or see what's new they're coming out with. That to me defines is kind of I'm using for a benchmark. It's kind of all the above, right? Good cigar, good distribution is get the people saying so. People are still talking about it six months from now. That's the way I see it. Yep. I'm totally what Ben said on that. All right. So, so here was my thought process on, on these two companies. So first and foremost, um, uh, this, so, so I'll throw an interesting wrench into this. 
because I think it is it is worth noting. I haven't. I know a couple of us have, but I have not smoked either of the new West Tampa cigars. Okay, um, so I don't know anything. I, I can't comment on it. Um, but what I am interested to see is how how Rick adjusts, probably for the better. I mean, one would hope for being able to select his own tobaccos and being able to be a little bit more uh, picky, shall we say? Now he had an uh, had an amazing. So, like Bear, how can you say that he had an amazing catalog of tobaccos working for General this year? Yeah, he did. But at the same time even an endless supply of stuff, like you're still kind of hamstrung within that catalog. You can't say, you know, it'd be really cool if we could go out and get this. Right. Um, so I think this will kind of allow his creativity because let's face it, he's a creative guy, right? This will be able to allow him to expand his creativity and possibly do a little bit more, maybe what he wants. Remember, uh, Coop, remember the old CLE ad when Christian launched CLE? And he said, hey, if I could do it all over again, this is how I would do it. That's kind of how I get the feeling that Rick might be. Hopefully, Rick's kind of thinking about this, too. So, 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 go there. I was going to say, so comparatively speaking, right? Tobacular Pichardo, I mean, it was around probably when Oz Jenner was in the industry, but not to the extent that it is now. Um, And the experience the vast success that Osner had wasn't with this factory. Um, so that brings an interesting wrench into the conversation too. Um, we all love tobacco. Pichardo. We love Luciano. He does. I love the cigars. They're fantastic. But as far as Osner is concerned, this is a, that's a whole other, it's a whole other playground to play in too. I know he trusts John. He trusts Mike, you know, he trusts those guys. So why wouldn't it work out? I think it will. But just a couple of things worth noting. What were you going to say, Coop? So I did interview Rick yesterday on KMA. Uh, so I encourage folks to check out KMA episode 465. Uh, it was a very uh, honest and frank interview he gave. So he basically said he did not blend these two cigars that came out. Uh, he's working with, He worked with a very small factory called Gardenia in Nicaragua. And basically he had to keep this under he didn't have a non-compete but he had to keep this under wraps what he was working with so he had to go to an off the beat factory he did not have that hands-on involvement with this his plan is to have the hands-on involvement going forward though is what he said but i think so he had a you know so he didn't have that type of uh advantage coming out with this now from what i understand tim has been going down the pachardo for a while well he's been working with these guys for a while so Luciano's in the chat. Can you confirm that, Luciano? This is what it sounded <laughs> like in the press release, Luciano. So you correct me if I'm wrong, okay? So I would imagine that – and look, again, knowing Luciano, I, I just think Luciano is a guy who would want to involved with that process. So, you know, I think – you know, and they got some good tobaccos there. So, you know, they were our factory of the year, guys. So, you know – Yeah. So, I, like I said, I have a little more insight of what's going on with the Rick thing. Um it was just like I said, and you know, this factory he's going with is it's small. They haven't really. He was even saying they they had trouble meeting his production needs with small because it was such a small factory. Luciano and they had they expanded the factory. They've worked with it, so sure. I think Tim's like I said, I, I don't think Tim's been the outsider on this. But I'll let Luciano yeah. that correct me. He said not nope not for a while, but it looks like he has been. So at least he had more hands on. Yeah, yeah. Comparatively speaking, right? So okay, so that again, turn about being full play. I just thought it was an interesting 
couple of dynamics to kind of throw into it. I love this. I love that. Yeah. Luciano also brings up an interesting point. Like Coop, I mean, Tim is, has a very, very big piece of your personal history, you know, cause if it wasn't for that CAO Cameroon, you probably wouldn't be smoking as much as you are today. Right. Cause that was the, one of the cigars you yeah. fell in love with very early on. Yeah. See, so it was the brand that I fell in love with the first brand I fell in love with first cigar event I ever went to as well. So um, I'm actually thinking of bringing my old CAO cap to see if Tim will sign it. Cause I think I'm That'd retiring cool. it at this point. So I got to remember to pack it. Yeah. You know, I think too, I think success, I was thinking about this. I, I, I think success and it, it goes with everything we've been saying, but I, I think part of it is too, and I've heard it come out of all of our mouths. I can't, I can't wait to see what else they're going to put out. Right. So it's that, that, it's already the what's new before the already, new things we're out. Thinking about the possibilities well, it's, down the it's, road. It's well, right. I mean, it's 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 you know what I gotta, uh, you know, I gotta play the, the Pichardo example. You, you talked about that. I mean, it's it's like you know I can't wait to see what else that you know. This is just a, a glimpse into, you know, in a sense, the brilliance of what's going to be coming out. I mean, if somebody puts out a dog rocket. I'm not going to be like, oh god, like, you know, can't wait to try. What's, can't wait to try. try the next one, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So I think that to me, as a as the smoker, it's like, okay, this was great. I can't wait to see how they build off you know, said line. That's right. successful to me. I, I think so, and I, I mean, I'm in agreement with the panel. It's a unanimous choice. I think uh, I think we're all in the I think we're all in the Austin camp on this one. Um, I think I think it's the distribution. I think Coop kind of stole my point for me. Uh, that kind of wins it. So let's go on to point number two. Okay. So two companies here. This is an interesting one. Okay. Um, because I think we're both expecting some big, big shows and big years from these two companies. So here we go. Espinosa cigars versus Ferio Tego. We go to their booths in 2023. Who will have had the best 2022 show and who will have the best subsequent year. Right. All right. So just, just comparing these two guys together, Espinosa cigars, Barry Otego. All right. So I'd let off with Aaron. What's going to go? Let's go to, let's go to Coop. Let's, let's open the door here. I think Coop's got some fire in them. Wow. That's a, you could, you couldn't go two opposite companies. Uh, and I mean, I know that's po- why I picked them. And I mean them in a positive <laughs> way. Okay. So Ferry Otego is going into their trade show with their, at least what we know now, their core lineup, right? The, the heritage brands from that chairman. And then, and the 2022 edition of, of the Ferry Tago brands. Um, whether Mike has an ace up his sleeve before the show, I'm not sure yet, right? But, but they're going in with the heritage piece right now. Espinosa is going in with uh, five limited editions, okay? Which normally I would say, sorry, sorry, Espinosa, I'm going the regular, um, the regular line. But what I think they're doing with those limited editions is, is kind of smart. Uh, a lot of them are extensions of series, such as the Warhead um, and the, um, let's say, Provincias. But there's also a new, there's also a new Guy Fieri cigar coming out. So there's going to be a third Guy Fieri cigar. So it's still going to be a knuckle sandwich, right? It's not like another, it's, it's not like sandwich. another brand. Yeah, Hector said on the, on the Virtual Trade Expo, it's going to be a box press Figurado with a new blend. Okay. A close, a close, not, I don't think the two 10-year anniversary cigars are going to move the needle much. They're small batches. But I'm looking at where they're extending those limited editions. Um, 
having Guy Fieri in that booth is going to be a gateway to opening up customers um, and even have that Guy Fieri cigar in the booth, right? If Guy Fieri was there, this is a gateway to open up accounts because I know they've, they've, they've gotten calls from people like who never had Espinosa before. And it's that Guy Fieri thing, which is a huge uh, partnership that I'm giving a slight edge to Espinosa here. But Ferrer Tego is going to have a great year. I'm not saying that way, but, but Espinosa is a little X factor here, I think. Okay, so just to just to clarify, who's your pick? Espinosa by Espinoza. slight edge over Ferrier Tango. Okay, a, a slight like a split decision in a boxing match. Yeah. Okay, Aaron. So, I, I agree with what Coop is saying, but I think if you look at it just in by nature of the portfolio, but they've got they got Fury up their you know up you know up their sleeve so to speak with with another release. Um, I mean, he's going to be getting so much attention at this PCA. Um, you know, th- I think that buzz is going to continue as long as, right. As long as that he's supporting the brand, we've seen other, uh, you know, quote unquote, famous people uh, backing cigars, putting out cigars, putting out, and then it kind of just fades away. So it'll be interesting to see how long that fiery buzz lasts. Um if it lasts for a while, then it's no question Espinoza. I do think Ferry Ortega is going to have a great year, but um, I think they're going to, it goes back to, in my opinion too, I think for me, you know, we went back to me smoking a lot of stuff. I've been smoking a ton of Espinoza stuff. I, I think they're, they continue to grow shares, if you will, mind share of smokers because their portfolio is so vast. They've got, excellent cigars and i think they can tap into leveraging the fieri buzz into having them try additional cigars in their portfolio so i'm going to go with with espinoza for a myriad of different reasons now i am i'm interested to um from a ferio tega standpoint i don't know I, i don't have insight and maybe you guys do you know how is the you know, re uh, reintroduction. I don't know how to explain it with some of the timeless stuff, right? So the Nat Sherman stuff, how is that being received? Is Are their sales up? Are they, is it still just kind of getting going? You know, that, that's a big piece because there was a lot of Nat Sherman smokers before back in the day, right? And I think it, it lost some of its luster when it kind of disappeared a little bit or they're figuring things out. I think that can also give a boost to Ferio Tega, but I think in the next six, eight, depending, 12 months, I think Espinosa with the Guy Fieri, um, that's going to be who I'm going to go with right now. Okay, so two, two for Espinosa. Ben, are you, uh, you going to fall in line with the rest of the panel or you got something different? No, it's Espinosa for me too. Um, and, the, and the reason is, is kind of what both Aaron and Coop kind of said, honestly. It's – there's a lot of new exciting stuff coming out from Espinosa. The guy, the Gaffietti stuff is just going insane. Everywhere it's 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 at, it's it's selling out, it's selling amazingly well. He's gonna be there. And with a new another new cigar coming off this release, it's not that old. We're only talking about a release that's a few months old. We're only coming out with a limited edition. That's kind of insane, right? I mean, they're they're riding this wave hard, and I would too. It's amazing. Whereas Furio Tego, they're basically just 
they're, they're coming back out with the same stuff, really, right? The right. Heritage Line and two, two new uh, of the LEs in 2022 was Generosos and the Iglesias, or what it was. Uh, so, Elegancia. Elegancia, that's it. Elegancia. So, I mean, they're not really coming out with anything new. They're basically just there to, I guess, strengthen relationships, right? Because most people that Juan and Ferio Tego have already came in and brought them in. So they're steady, I would think. So I think that right now they're just trying to strengthen relationships and just kind of, you know, get get the heritage brands, get, get them kind of some steam rolling a little bit too. I just don't think the buzz is going to be nowhere near what Espinosa is bringing. And for the rest of the year, it'll be the same way. Unless, like Coop says, you know, Michael's got something up his sleeve that he hasn't released yet. You know, we'll have to just wait and see. But I haven't heard of anything, and we're getting close to the deadline here. So that's why I'm going with Espinosa. So I got another, I got an interesting take on this. Okay. I asked myself, how would Michael answer this question? Michael Hartclotz. And I think, I got to be honest with you, I think he would say Espinosa. And here's why I think to your, I think you made the point, the point for me here, Ben, that he, like Ferry Otego's job right now is to solidify relationships, reintroduce these brands. The people who've brought them in are bringing in the men and there's going to be a slow and steady climb. Right. So I think, I think I honestly, if you asked Michael and an honest, you know, Andy, I think he would say Espinosa too. And I don't think that would be him being like, self-deprecating like our good friend Steve Saka. I think he would actually have <laughs> an honest an honest kind of uh, approach. So I think he would answer it that same way. Um, and I don't think that's disparaging at all, though. Like, I don't think it's I don't think it's a knock at all at what he's trying to accomplish and what he's trying to do. I think it's like uh, Coop said, these are two different businesses right now. And like how I wanted to, I mean, to me, I felt like Espinosa was the obvious answer just because of what they've got going on this year. They've had a fantastic year, but I, I threw it in with, um, with Michael just because I thought, okay, well, this will be an interesting discussion about, you know, where, where we think Ferriotego is going, where they are, where they're going, where they'll be in a year. So Bear, can I, you know, on top of that, so if you remember last time we got together, uh, one of Coop's comments was around, uh, I guess I'm paraphrasing, but the importance of the show for Ferry Otega, right? So what, what, how are they going to come out of this show? Meaning, is it with, with you know, continued momentum? Is it going to be kind of a, a lull roar? Is it going to be falling flat? Which I don't think so, but, you know, I don't know. But I think it's going to be an important show for Ferry Otega as they continue to build out. Because you remember last show, we went to the booth and Jay Davis, that's the first time I met Jay there. Uh, we were yeah. sitting there and he had no products, right? I mean, he had a nice big yeah. booth with some comfy chairs for us, but that was about it, right? So now yeah. what's this show going to look like for them um, with their, you know, technically their first show with product? Mm -hmm. It's important. It's really yeah. important. You know, here's what I'll say, though. Um, Michael's got a lot of experience uh, from the Nat Sherman days, right? And he has gone into several trade shows not needing to have new product, and he's kicked ass. So I have no reason to believe he won't do the same thing here uh, with Ferry Ortega. 
So yeah, that's why I said I think this is a close. This is very close. Uh, and you know, Mike's got some very strong brands in that portfolio. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah. So like I said, he's done it. But Aaron, that's an, a very very good point you make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Um, one more company comparison, and then we've got another question. Uh, I'm gonna move a couple of things around, guys, and then we're gonna go into our our um, our presidential trivia uh, segment. So, um, so two companies. Here we go. My father's cigars and Tatuaje. Wow. Well, wait before before we start. <laughs> a little uh, a show notes. We've all talked about this in the green room, as Coop says. Everybody has got their neighbor shooting off fireworks now. So if you hear all this popping noise and the big booms and bangs, that's yeah. what it is. Yes. Just the FYI. I'm trying to well, keep my do- dog from losing her shit over here, too. So yeah, I do pretty- live in the Chicagoland area. I hope it's just fireworks. You never know these days. <laughs> Coop, we're going to start with you. My Father's Cigars and Tatuaje Cigars. In 2023, when we sit down with those two companies and their booths, who will have had the better 2022 show and the subsequent year? I'm going to go my father. Um, now, Pete's got a lot of stuff he's going to be showing in the booths. If you heard the show we did Thursday night with him. But a lot of it was, we don't, a lot of it is, he's going to be showing up some a lot of stuff for 2023. Um, Pete's going to have a great show. But my father is just, you know, they, they're a much bigger operation than Pete, is what I'm going to say. And they have two big LEs that are coming in there that isn't going to, like, if they didn't have the LEs, they would still beat out Tatawahe here. Uh, those LEs, like I said, I don't think they'll move the needle much. But I think my, my father's a big machine right now, and um, they have a, a, a deep core portfolio. Um, these limited editions, which is Florida Santia's 10th anniversary and the Lebiju 100 years, they're icing on the cake here. But, mm. uh, like I said, this ain't a knock on Pete, it's just he's a smaller operation than, than my father. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go my father here, okay? Yep, all right, Ben. Yeah, this is a tough call for me too because both companies are coming out with stuff that I'm personally excited to do. Try. Yeah. I agree, but but I I I'm with I'm with I'm with Coop. I, I gotta give a slight edge to my father. I mean, I be honest, man. What that Florida Las Antilles 10th anniversary is, and I'm excited for that cigar. I'm oh, stoked yeah. for that cigar. Yeah. I'm stoked one, for that cigar. One of the best LEs I'm looking forward to coming out. Right, that was that was like one of my favorite lines forever. I mean, I, I love the Florida they last up too. I mean, still one. It's still so, one of my favorite lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll still, I'll still grab. I'll still grab one or two or three. Yeah, in there, man. It's yeah. good stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, the same. But that's that's uh, that's kind of why I give them the edge. I mean, I think both will have outstanding, yeah. outstanding shows, and and that buzz will be continued on for the whole year. It's hard, think, right, when you're just comparing it to two people and like they're so different, right? This is why yeah. I thought this would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that's. I'm just gonna leave it at that. that I mean, it's because <laughs> Coop Coop made Valor Points kind of the same thing. I was thinking on, on the same route too. But I just, for me, to be honest, that the, there are two LEs coming out from my father are, are have me excited. 
And I'm not talking about just between these two companies we're talking about. I'm talking about for the whole show. Uh, these, these, and that's, it's been a while since I've been excited about a new release from my father. I'll be totally honest because I haven't been yeah. really impressed with some of the stuff for the past several years. These, man, I cannot wait to try these cigars. You know? But I'll tell you, Ben, I'm excited about Veracu Blue. I mean, I'm very excited about that line. I do too because I, I, it's, it's a, it's a underrated line. People, underrated you know, line, yeah. They don't. They don't see it. Kind of, for what I, the way I feel about it is, I don't see people see that as, as a, a line with the same, I guess, stature as Redwood's lines, right? Yep. And I think they're very good cigars. I mean, I, I think they're under, I think they're underrated cigars. You know, so I mean, I mean we talked about this before. Like, Lara Kays was one of my favorite lines forever, and I thought that was one that didn't get the love that it should have. I, and I think now that it's gone. Kinda, the the very crew now is taking that taking that spot now. It's it's unappreciated for what it is. I think it's outstanding line, and the blue sounds amazing. I can't wait to try it as well. Hey, Coop, do you want to check your mic? You're a little light on volume. Am uh, I light? Yeah, yeah. I, I turned up the gain a bit. There yeah, yeah. By the way, I just saw Jay's comment on Pete's 50th, the new drag, the 20th anniversary of Veracruz Blue. Um, we still don't know. Pete still doesn't know when the 50th is coming out. Um, he is not going to be showing off the packaging for the new drag from what he told us. Uh, and the 20th anniversary is obviously it's, a, I think he's going to be showing something with that. It sounds like, because that's, a, that's one of the 2023 projects he talked about. So, so all, all valid things, Jay. Good point. Plus the yeah, advent calendars are actually coming. Too, I already so. told Pete, I'm calling Jay Davis for some of this stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just so you know. Yeah. yeah and and we, I think we've all had the 50th as well. And it is. It is. Fantastic. It, Freaking yeah. fantastic. It may be his 53rd or 54th birthday before I get released. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, just, oh man, it's, it's, this is a really hard one for me too. Um, I think it's, I think it's, it, it's really, really, really subjective, but Aaron, I'm really interested in hearing your thoughts though. Okay. So a couple of things. Um, I was thinking about the Veracu really quick. You know, you make a good point, Ben. And one of the things that I look at, and is, is maybe as simplistic it is, the, the branding, the packaging on that line of cigars is, is different, right? I mean, if you look at the Tatouille line, when I look at that, I, I just it just doesn't somehow simulate. But I agree, it's underrated. Really excited to try that. Coop, you make great points on the, the LE. You know, coming out of the last show, I, I'm excited for the, the the My Father booth this year because last year, you know, I'm a huge My Father fan. I was completely underwhelmed, right, of of last year. Um, and I think that with having those limited editions coming out, um, they're going to create a ton of buzz. But, you know, Pete, I mean, he he's like the – the grand pooba. I'm trying to think of the, the <laughs> word I'm looking for of the, of the show last year. I mean, he, I mean, it's, it's kind of, he's running, you know, getting people to sign up for the next year's show last year. He's holding court everywhere. I mean, yep. he's going to have another fantastic show and Pete is Pete. Right. And, and I know this too, by just doing, you know, at, at the lounges I go to and talking with people, the amount of fanboys, if you're going to use that term again, I mean, the, 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 the people that follow Tatawai here, I mean, they're just, I mean, it's like nobody else I know. They, they really are. There's a I mean, big... it, it, 
I mean, it's crazy. And, you know, I did that. How about that cigar? I was with some guys there and this one guy had, I mean, he was going back all these like rare and limited leases. And he's like, I got this and that. And he's got that going for him. Whereas you know, my father doesn't have that. But at the end of the day, um, my father with these releases, um, I think they're going to make a big splash. I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, the booth, seeing what, uh, you know, how these cigars, I'm sure they're going to perform great. And uh, tough. it's tough for me, but I'll say my father as well. Yeah. It, it, it's normally I say go with the reg- guy doing the regular production over the LEs, but right. there's, you know, there's some circumstances. And, and here's what I'll say, Aaron, about last year with my father. They really went in with Fonseca, which I know was released like almost a year beforehand, but they, they didn't have a chance to really present That's Fonseca. Right. That's right. But in our, in our, so, but in our world, that was an old cigar already. You know what I mean? In the media, mm-hmm. it's already out there. But there were a lot of retailers who, you know, hadn't been exposed to it yet. And this was an opportunity for them to do it. But I think this year, uh, the LEs, and, and look, I think the key thing is when you come out of LEs, one, make it a really good cigar, and two, use it as a gateway to kind of generate sales with your core line. But, but, and don't you think, though, the dynamics between what the Fonseca brought to the My Father line in terms of uh, not only price point, but just kind of the – I thought they did a great job. I like that. I, I do too. I, I think they did, they did a great I, job with that. I thought they did a great job, but it's not, I mean, if you look at, okay, the Fonseca versus, I don't know, the Le Bougieu 22, right? I mean, you can't, it's, it's a, it's a, a, a veer off of their, their core line of what they're doing. So, but you're right. I mean, they didn't have it kind of, it just didn't have the, the, the buildup to it, if you will, that some of their stuff did, which the yeah. LEs will. Yeah, I think that will give them a chance. And it's unfortunate pandemic. Uh, Fonseca got released right in the heart of the worst part of the pandemic. So yeah, unfortunate yep. with that for them. Yeah, you no know, show too. Yeah. And I will say that the Fonseca line actually maybe start paying attention to my father again because it, it, to it, me, that, that Fonseca line is, is, is freaking great. It is. It is. They did a, an amazing job with that line. And it and it fits so nicely like a damn Lego in, in the rest of their portfolio. You know, it's just so different than yeah. most of the lines. Well, and, and it I, fits I, perfectly. And I like the price point too. I mean, if you look at where it's it's price point versus some of the other stuff they have in there, I think it fits great. I mean, it's a great entry point for people that you know. There's probably a lot of people that don't know the legacy uh, Fonseca stuff. I mean, I don't. But if you look at um, where it fits like your point ben i mean it's yeah it was great it was something completely different for that portfolio i think they were going in a little bit of a single lane for a while with the my father releases um and i think you know fonseca kind of breath breathing a light into that so um and again aaron key thing price points key with this uh line yep. so yep. this is uh you know i think retail is going to be looking at this and, and it, it's a line that does move so uh, why not reorder this one, and especially with this economy right now? Yes. Yep. Great point. Well, that's that's something I was going to say about the Veracruz line was was that we talked about this privately amongst ourselves that, and it's something that's kind of been annoying me. Is a lot of these new releases coming out have been are, are freaking crazy priced. Yeah. This, this is not. This is no. this is normal everyday man cigar. Yep. And I think it's gonna that's gonna be huge for this. It's a show. Uh, I agree. Pete's right yeah. on the money with what he's doing here. Well, I get the LEs are going to be expensive with my father, but that, that's another story. The, the LEs, that's why. You can do that with an LE. But that's, yeah. and so that's why I ultimately decided to 
uh, pick against? Because I thought about the same question I asked myself about the last comparison. Not what would Michael say, but what would Pete say? Well, Pete will always give deference to his father-in-law. He would say my father. So right. he would agree with most of this panel. I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to disagree with the panel. And I'll tell you why. But he is, he is priced stuff correctly. He's doing stuff that's new but familiar. The Cohetes are fire. The Tuxlas are taking off really well. He's got the Verico Blue. He's got these other things coming out too. So he's got fresh stuff to go in the show with. He's got uh, he's got a couple cigars that have been released in the last couple of months, kind of kind of following the Espinosa knuckle sandwich model. Hey, they're they've got stuff that you know it's it's a couple months old already, but they're they're building on top of it. This is probably one of the better years where I've seen that Pete's actually really built on his momentum throughout the year. And I think it's really going to culminate in this, this ultimately fantastic show and ultimately a fantastic year. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm stoked for, I'm stoked for the LEs from my father. So I'm, I'm jacked about that. Barry, you also brought up another good point about Tatuaje. Um, and, I, and I think the 50th is going to be a more pricey cigar. So I'm going to kind of, but that's going to be a very limited one. For the most part, Pete's pricing has always been pretty good. And you never hear people say, wow, Pete's charging this for a Tatawahe. Is he at his? You, you never hear that from, from about a Tatawahe cigar. <laughs> Until I bought that birthday cigar. But that's the, the one I'm saying. Cigar. That's an exception. Yeah. That's, why yeah, took, yeah. I, that's why I say take that one out, right? <laughs> um, and take that one out. But the, the other ones, like the, the Verites have been the only ones that have been more expensive, but there's a whole story behind those verites. It's not just like, you know, we talked about this companies, Ben and I were talking about the the pricing stuff at $16 and they have nothing to show for this. No track record, you know, you're like, huh? Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me. Like I'm really, um, what's the price point for the West Tampa cigars? Um, they want to say 10 to 12 for the rest Tampa's. Okay. So that, I mean, that's, so that's good. Like, and that's been thing. like, you know, I think they were reasonably priced. Yeah. It's really funny. Right. Because what were, what were some of us talking about last year when Michael releases the Ferry Otega LEs like, Oh, you burst on the scene with $20 cigars. Like, Oh my gosh. And then this year, like everybody's stuff is just outrageous. Yeah. It's it crazy. Was, it was, um, that's true. Um, Price point? No, I, actually, I'm I'm sorry. Rick's price points are more aggressive. Um, they're nine to eleven. There you go. So again, from an un, not bad. I mean, maybe a little high from an unproven factory, but again, you got to go by uh, Rick. You got to go. Rick is a known quantity here. So I mean, yeah, to me, that's 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 not a high price point for a boutique boutique company cigar, right? I mean, remember uh, when we were say, remember what we were saying a decade ago with Ezra Zion that they were too high and they were like twelve bucks at the time. Yeah, twelve dollars ain't twelve dollars anymore. Well, I mean, come on, Ezra's Iron Fried Chicken. I think was sixteen dollars a stick or fourteen dollars a stick, something like that. It was in. Mm. I couldn't get my Ezra's Iron Fried Chicken. It was just I couldn't afford it. I know. It's. I know you were heartbroken. And they, uh, what was the other one? The waffle cone. Yeah, the but, fucking. No, but that was that was the the fucking Nomad waffle cone. I don't know how much that was. I know you were heartbroken over what? the fried chicken though. Yeah, I was like, I can't afford this. Let's not go down this rabbit hole, guys. No. We'll be, we'll be <laughs> all here right. all night. All yeah. right. So here we go. So that we're going to break up one more question. Then we're going to go into the presidential trivia for tonight, which is special from my special guests. I wonder if I sent them the questions. I wonder if they got what was special about this, this week's presidential trivia. I already right? got it, but yeah. So here we go. Um, I think 
I think I'm comfortable in saying this. Uh, for me personally, I thought Crown Heads Ace Prime had the best trade show last year. It was very close. I thought there were a couple of companies in the running, um, but um, I think they, far for me, far and away, uh, ran away with the trade show last year as the best, best booth, best everything. Um, kind of just came out on top. Um, I think I speak for the panel where everyone probably had it in their top three. Is that, does anyone want to disagree with me on that? I think we all had it in the top three. Everyone I mean, in we, the top three? Yeah, I had predicted we'd Sokka, and I he had a very good trade show, but Crownhead's Ace Prime, I think, surprised a lot of us. Let, not really surprised a lot of us, but the level they came out with last year was, was great. Okay. All right. So the question is, does Crownhead's Ace Prime, now Ozdinner, have the best trade show again? Hmm. They got some stiff competition. Yeah, it's, um, I think so. I really do. I, but you're right. There's a lot of good competition this year. I mean, for one that popped in my head was Foundation. I mean, they got some interesting stuff coming out this year, you know, but I expect it to come out swinging. So I think, but man, it's going to be, it's going to be really tough to top Crowdhead today's prime again this year. They got some good stuff coming out, though, for what I read. Isn't so, it crazy to think of Foundation as a dark horse? They they came back with some stuff this year, right? Isn't that nuts? If we were talking three years ago, and I said that sentence to you, how many of y'all would punch me in the face? <laughs> Aaron would. It's his daily cigar. What are you it talking is. about? Every day, Foundation coming back. What the fuck is this? Right. So oh. stiff competition. All right. So so Ben think Ben thinks they do. Aaron, what what about you? Okay, so I gotta I gotta I gotta play um, newbie, right? So I don't have a lot to compare because this is gonna be my second trade show. But what I would say is I'm gonna say yes based on the fact of what they have coming out and just the way that they conducted their trade show last year. Now I am going to say it, it's kind of the what ifs, right? One of the things that I was going to be interested to see if like Placencia had come out with something and they changed maybe to like a bigger booth. I mean, if you guys remember their booth last year, it was jammed, but they didn't have the layout. They didn't have the, the configuration. They just didn't have what, what crown heads ACE prime had to offer. I think with what Crownheads is bringing to the table, the way that Luciano, John, the team uh, go about their business, I think they're going to be really hard to beat, right? So I'm going to say yes, just based on my my limited knowledge. But you know what? I hope, in, in a way, I hope like we come back and say, yeah, it was a close one, right? I mean, because that means somebody else has raised their game up. Somebody else has come to the table with, doing it the right way. And we come back and say, wow, did you, what about these guys, these guys, and these guys? And we have a, a pretty heated, if you will, uh, debate. Whereas last year, top three, I don't, honestly, I don't think any of us had them outside the top one. So I'll say yes. Well, Luciana just simple sense was coming out with a new cigar. At the show. That's, yeah. I was going to say that there is supposedly, they've announced one, 
already Linux in, but I've heard the same thing. They're telling retailers there's another cigar coming out. So I will confirm I've heard, it. but we can't make that decision. I don't know if I can make that decision. I don't know if that will sway me one way or another with Placencia. They're going to, they're going to be a the monster new, at the show. They'll be a monster the, at the show. Does the new Placencia cigar have the word Alma in it? I don't know. That no, I, just, no. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm teasing. I'm like, you know, there are more Alma. There are there are two more Almas they have planned from what they told me. Yeah, Alma Forte, Alma de Campo, Alma de Fuego. There's like Alma. I want to say Agua, something like that. There's water and. Oh, they're uh, doing an elements thing. That makes sense. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah. It's, 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 there's five. I remember they announced five of them when they came out. Interesting. Okay, cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um. Coop. All right, Luciana, you got a lot of competition this year. Uh, but no doubt that um, they have a strong lineup and the Oz thing helps, right? But I'm going – I usually go by one company, not a, not a group of companies. But, but I'll say they're as a group – but as a collective group, yeah, I'll, I'll say collective, they're very strong. So there's another there's, – there's two other companies that I think are poised to have huge shows. Uh, and I usually – and I'm going to select one of these three companies probably by Friday, just so you know, as my company of the show. So the, uh, you know, the other one would be uh, Oliva. The Cuba Aliado stuff is coming out. A new Oliva cor- uh, Coraline and plus a LE off that. That's the stuff they got from Puros Indios. That's going to be a big deal, guys. That's a big deal. Uh, and one's well, a Dominican well, why? Wait, 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 wait. Why? Is why? Yeah, okay, so, okay, so there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of people out there that don't know Cuba Aliados. People That's know, another legacy. But guess what? Retailers are going to go in, and, and a lot of retailers do their buying for the year from Oliva at the show. Oliva puts packages together in a way that they are going to get this stuff on the shelves, right? Because they have these – Oliva, the way, from what I said, the way, way Oliva sells, they, they put together these packages where you buy for the year pretty much. So, and then you, if you run out, you reorder, but so there's, they, they do generating big orders and big sales. And I think this is something that's going to incent them for sure on stuff. So I, I, yeah, think I, mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you at all right. on any of, the, of that point whatsoever. I'm just wondering how, how much this line will carry them. I, mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not as sure as you, I'm not as, as high on it, carry them as much as you are. Now I smoked a shit ton of those back in the day. Yeah. I used to love that. I love that brand. So, so it's again, it's like Oz's line, right? With crowd heads, how how are can they can they somehow impress upon the retailers the legacy? Like focus on the legacy. Talk about you know the past, of the cigar just coming back, kind of like the, either the Phoenix or something. I think they should do a great job with that, and I, I think they'll sell great. Yeah, I, I think don't know what the that. cigars are like. But you make valid points about that for sure. Yeah, one and one to go into Justo Aroa. So they didn't move these to Nicaragua. They they kept one in Honduras that Justo is doing, and then they're doing this LE with Ernesto. So there's the they're not calling it a collaboration. I noticed too, which which I like. But look, Oliva is a monster company. We just got to keep that in mind. And they're not a company that often goes in with anything new at the show. And this is the biggest thing they've gone in new since Millennium. I think everyone would agree. They haven't had something this big in about 10 years coming into the show. So a lot of it's always line extensions or, you know, count and the calendar's back. But there's one other company out there, and this is a joint kind of thing. It's uh, United and Selected Tobacco. 
they are coming in with a, a machine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not as big, but so on the United side, they have some stuff, uh, some, uh, some value stuff they're coming in with that is very affordable. I mean, I'm talking under $8 price points. And um, they also have this red anchor cigar, which is like going to be a $25 cigar. So they're satisfying the whole market. And then Nelson Alfonso is bringing in two new blends and going to be showcasing a 2023 blend. So he's bringing in the Alfonso, which is what he told us last Thursday night when we talked to Nelson, hybrid of the Atabay and Byron. And then there's a new Byron, which is the 1850, which is supposedly an amped up Byron with more Lajero. Um, so they cover the whole gamut right now. Uh, and most of this stuff is regular production or ongoing limited production. Um, and I look at, again, I look at that as a key thing. Um, now they don't have the machine like Oliva has behind them, but they certainly have some product for everybody there. So I, I think I'm watching them very closely. Uh, and they had, they missed the show last year. So they're back for the first time in three years. And I think since, and Barry, you and I come out agree. In the last three years, this is a very different company um, where Oliver has really impressed yeah. his footprint on this company right now. And uh, I think, you know, if you said five years ago, you looked at these, that are Dave Garofalo brands. And that's not that anything, that's not knocking them, right? But that's what they are. Now I think United's come into their own right now and they, they built strong partnerships with a lot of factories. So uh, they're, the, I would say, Oliva, United, and the Crown Heads Coalition uh, are the three I'm looking at right now. And I'm going to pick one of them by Friday. That's breaking news here on Coop, but I haven't picked <laughs> it yet. It's not a teaser because I haven't picked it yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay Coop so, is fired up. Coop yeah. is fired up. Wait, till, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to be fired up a little later on something. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you heard what I'm going to be fired up on. <laughs> all right. So I, I, I agree, Coop. I think there's going to be some stiff competition. Um everything has everyone gone i don't want to give my thoughts i yeah. i just realized i lost my place there for a I second think we, i think you're up yeah uh i agree with you there's gonna be some stiff competition this year um i don't have oliva uh up there with it that was an interesting take Coop. um I, i'm with you um just just if you had asked me before you started talking i wouldn't have i wouldn't have given them out um by the way Bear, so, can i just make one comment Sure. I'm so impressed with Corey Bappert at Oliva, uh, who's the CEO, and the way he's running that company, too. Uh, I've had a chance to talk to him. So I am a little impressed by these guys, maybe. And that's, I might say it's not biased, but I, I think I just have an insight into that. So well, go ahead there. But you're, fo- yeah, but your focus also, to, to, to your point, though, Coop, your focus, and you've, you've said this plenty of times, is too, your focus over the last few years is, is more on the core product. You yeah. Know, you haven't really been, um, you know, you've, you've, you've looking at, you've taken a look at this, not just like from personal tastes, right? This is also analytics too. This is what, you yeah. know, what people are looking at the website. People aren't looking for, you know, company X LE 2022. People are looking at like, Oh, the Oliva, uh, Oliva company is releasing, uh, releasing Cuba, uh, Cuba's Aliado. So yeah. that's, that's the kind of stuff that they're, that they're reading. So I can see where you're coming from, from that perspective. Right. right. It doesn't mean I don't want to. I want, look. I want to support Maria Lucia. I want to smoke that cigar. I can't wait to smoke that cigar. Doesn't take that away. So, yeah. but I'm, I'm looking at it a little different. But, but doesn't take away that they're not in contention for that top spot either. So, so I think here's an interesting point about the United Selected Tobacco pick. Um, I have them in the running 
for, for the top show too. So I, I'm with you there, Coop. Here's my only concern is that is from a, like a, if we're looking, this as a winning standpoint, like them, them taking the top spot, right? They clearly have the best show, right? You know, that, that kind of winning is what I'm talking about. I think it, I think Oliver has done an incredible job with that company with both of those. Uh, he's created such brand awareness. Um, I think, I think at Bay is, um, is a force to be reckoned with this in this industry. You know, yeah. I think everyone's, I think everyone's had a chance to, to smoke it. I have honestly never heard anyone say they didn't like it, which is crazy. Couple I heard people maybe say they like, didn't like Patron. Maybe not like a size, but I think there's something for everybody in Ada Bay, is what I'll say. Yeah, I've heard people say they don't like Padrone, and I've never heard someone say that they didn't like Ada Bay. Aaron Loomis. So, Aaron Loomis. Yeah, Aaron Loomis. but are we are we including Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron doesn't like anything, so it's fine. A- a- uh, no, Aaron. Aaron liked the L. The L. Uh, what is it? The L. Tallow, <laughs> the stem cigar from that. the stem cigar. <laughs> uh, that was the lowest rating cigar on Coop, right? Oh, I don't remind Oliver that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's like something I'm really interested to see is how 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 does the how does everyone respond? Like I know we're responding. Like I'm jacked for the Alfonso. I'm really excited for Red Anchor. I really want to see. There's story, really, great stories with those cigars too. Yeah, great story. I love. I love the rebranding he did a couple years ago with the United Cigars. I love the United Cigars. I think Just they're fantastic. That band they, made that cigar pop. Yeah, I know they're cheap or inexpensive. Sorry, yeah. val- sorry, Oliver. Their value brand, the value they're, price. They're, yeah, they're awesome. They're fantastic. So, um, I, I I'm with you 100. I I I think I, I it's going to be close. I the the one that I see really giving the most competition to. The Crown Heads Ace Prime Oz Jenner um, conglomerate is uh, is Espinosa just because of the momentum that they're carrying. And Espinosa was in a top three. They were a top three show. They for should me be last in there too. too. They should be in there too. But I think it's so. they have two. If they had a more core line, I'd probably have them up. There. Yeah. Hey well, guys, and, uh, I mean, I, still got the week. You know, still got. I'm the gonna week. Uh, if it not that you guys care, but I'm gonna give you my, my opinion. I'm I'm gonna smoke the Alfonso tomorrow night. I got one at the sh- at the uh, oh that's right at the the event uh, on Wednesday um, where I met I was talking to Oliver I have enough phones I'm gonna smoke it tomorrow night yeah. so we'll hey, see how hey, it is. Aaron shoot me a picture of that on uh, can you shoot me a picture of it before you smoke it Yep okay because uh, I want to have a picture of that one yeah before the yep. show Okay so yeah I but I think I, I I'm agreeing I think I think they they carry the day yep. I'm gonna go with that I'm gonna it's just i think they've got too much going for them i think they've got too much momentum but it's gonna be really close it's gonna it's be a, a tight, lot closer it's a tight, than yeah. it's, it's a tight one this year for who i think is gonna and we yeah. may come out of the show by the way and have a complete like we all had soccer i think going into the show maybe as the favorite and he still had a great show but i think we saw crown the crown heads coalition i guess we'll call them kind of no, that's of, my word that's my word for us dude no don't okay. take my word the crown no. heads alliance the strategic partnership there we go yes i think we yes. i think we saw that one and not the soccer had a bad show but uh it was it was close i mean but yeah i think i think no i think soccer of- no i think that was how good i think how good ace prime crown heads was last year that, that was yeah was that soccer had a great show and i thought they had a better yeah. one yeah yeah that's what's exactly what's exactly um 
All right. Well, perfect. So speaking of United Cigar, that's what this next segment's all about, guys. Here we go. Uh, brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Giana Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandit Galero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron Lines and soon-to-be Alfonso. This is our presidential trivia segment of the night brought to you by United Cigars. So we're going to do a triple dose. I got three guests. We're going to do a triple dose of presidential trivia. And each of these were in honor of you gentlemen. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys caught that. I know you guys saw the questions. So there are multiple choice. So here we go. All right. So question number one, everyone knows, or they should, I, they can't, I can't be the only history nerd in the world that would know this, but everyone should know that William Henry Harrison served the shortest time in office as he got sick during his inauguration speech and died of pneumonia just a few days later. But who served the second shortest term? And here are your answers. A, William Howard Taft. B, William McKinley. Or C, James Garfield. James so, Garfield. James Garfield. So two James Garfields. Aaron, do you have a different answer or the same? No, no, because I Googled and cheated. I didn't know who the fuck any of these answers I, were. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat, by the way. But I know Taft solved the whole tournament. Thanks. McKinley thanks. Little... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what did you say? Weird. I googled that shit. I didn't know. We were talking. Oh. I, did, I, did. I did not google it. I did not google it, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say Garfield. Uh, all right, first no. of all, did everyone get the theme? Does everyone know who William? This it's the William, okay. yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. It so, was, yeah. uh, yeah, so it is James Garfield who actually didn't serve too much longer than William Harrison into his first term before he was assassinated. Interestingly enough, right, William McKinley was also assassinated, but he was assassinated just a few days into his second term. So about the same timeline, honestly, as Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln didn't serve too long into his second term either. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and by the way, William Clinton, William Clinton is the only William to serve two terms. <laughs> so that is. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's all my thunder. Cool. All right. Who's segment? Who's segment? Well, is I got, I got, I always look out for the William president. So even yeah. though he was Bubba, you know, for the name, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, but some interesting, um, some interesting tidbit there too. William, William Howard Taft, honestly. So everyone, I don't know if anyone knows this, but William Howard Taft actually really had no interest in becoming president. What his lifelong goal was actually was to become the Supreme Court justice. Yep. Which he got ultimately after he served as president. So he actually he used the presidency to uh, basically uh, position himself to become a uh, a chief justice in the Supreme Court. That's what he really wanted. He wasn't. He was a chief justice, or was he the, uh, just a Supreme Court justice? He was a chief justice. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Second question. Okay, Aaron's not allowed to answer because apparently he just Googled this shit. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. He will. But we're going to ask the other two actually, first. This one, actually, this one, this one I, um, I, I couldn't find the answer, so I'm going to guess. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. Um, so, uh, who was President Benjamin Harris? What was President Benjamin Harrison's nickname? A, Kid Gloves. B, Big Ben. C, Mr. Stiff. I know this one too. It's Kid you know Gloves. It. He Kid actually Gloves. he had he had several nicknames actually. Mm -hmm. Um, but Kid Gloves was one of them. 
That would have been my guess. Kid, I don't. I didn't notice one, but that was my guess. Kid gloves. Okay, so kid yeah. gloves. Aaron couldn't find it. Aaron, do you want to take a guess? Well, since we're just going on a theme of like people on the show, I'll go Big Ben, but I don't think that's right. But I'll just say Big Ben because Ben, because I, I love Ben, so I'll just say Big Ben. And he's big. Yeah, he's big. <laughs> and he's big. Yeah, right. So this is a little bit of a trick question um, because he actually Ben actually noted he actually had several nicknames, and these were all variations of of his of his nicknames. He was he was. Uh, Kid Gloves is the answer. A is the correct answer. That is the only correct one. But he was actually known as Little Ben. Not Big Ben, but Little Ben. Uh, and mm-hmm. Mr. Stiff wasn't actually there, but he was known to have a stiff upper lip. That he was not very he was not very humorous. He was very, very reserved. Uh, didn't have much, you know, didn't have much. Apparently just didn't have much fun. I guess he didn't smoke cigars. I guess that's what we can say. But. Here's a here's the bonus question. We're gonna have a third one here in a second, but this is a bonus question about Benjamin Harrison. Ben, do you know what the second question and first question have in common? What's that? I don't. They're related. They're related. Are they really? William Henry Harrison was Benjamin Harrison's grandfather. Yep. Oh, okay. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah, and Benjamin Harrison's great grandfather signed the Declaration of Independence. Bear, didn't William Henry Harrison like get sick at the inauguration? Yeah, he gave That's a speech. Happened. He gave yeah. a speech and he was out there and he got a he got pneumonia yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, four, he got, four he hours got, in the pouring rain. Yeah. yeah, he got pneumonia. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benjamin Harrison, one of his another nickname was Ice Iceberg or something like that because he had like a like a real cold stone cold demeanor. demeanor yeah 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 and, and, uh, yeah but he's yeah. he's he's also one of the only presidents especially during that time that left office <laughs> that was respected by both parties still had left with, with respect and admiration of everybody which, that was which is unique oh yeah besides <laughs> besides you know, besides uh, yeah besides our, our former president donald trump okay um he was also one of the few presidents uh one of the last presidents to have a beard or facial hair of any kind. Uh, he wasn't the last, but he was one of the last. With um, a beard. With a beard. Yeah. I think you're right. He was, he was the very last one with a beard. Because Roosevelt had a mustache. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because uh, I haven't announced fantasy yet. There you go. Someone's got someone's to come back with some facial hair, man. I'm tired of all these clean cut guys. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I like it. Of course you do, Coop. Um, but no, but to, in, interestingly enough, they're uh, about Benjamin Harrison's very, 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 very famous family. So he, uh, William Henry Harrison was his grandfather, great grandfather, signed the Declaration of Independence. Um, also, he was the, uh, Coop, you remember this from one of our questions. He was the, uh, he was the first uh, president to have a telephone. Yep. And also. Yeah, so on special edition, we do a variation of this segment, but the goal is to try to stump Bear with a question. And we've done three of them, and Bear has gotten all three. So uh, if anyone's got a question to stump Bear, get it to me privately <laughs> about a president. And I just got to make sure I can validate it. It's all so. All right. So there have been no, co- there have been no presidents uh, with the name Aaron. So um, I went to Thomas Jefferson's vice president, Mr. Aaron Burr. So um, Thomas Jefferson's vice president, Aaron Burr, is related to what famous person? Is it A, Napoleon Bonaparte, 
B, Jonathan Edwards, or C, Sir Isaac Newton? I'm going with Jonathan Edwards. Okay. Ben? I, I did ben? not Google this. Yeah. I, I This one, I, I don't know. I have no clue. I know Aaron Burr had a lot of dealings with the French. He lived, he lived in France for, for a while. Um, he did a lot of stuff to Louisiana. Um, I... I'm going to say Bonaparte, but I don't think so because there, it's the timelines don't match up. So I don't know. I'll also say that for fun. Which one did you say? I'm sorry, Ben. Bonaparte. Bonaparte. Aaron, did you Google this one too? This one I uh, did not, but Coop seemed pretty uh, rest assured about Edwards, so I'll go Edwards. I don't. I, I don't think it's Bonaparte. And Coop seemed pretty sure about Edwards, so I'll go with Edwards. Mm -hmm. Yes, Jonathan Edwards was his father-in-law, so is Jonathan Edwards B is the answer to that question. So thanks, Coop. I cheated yeah. off you. Yeah, I, I know. You. I, I, well, I, I, well, here's the connection. Aaron Burr actually went to seminary. He was a theologian. We, but Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought Jonathan Edwards came before Aaron Burr. Wasn't a descendant. Yeah, of timeline. Yeah, I thought, yeah. He mm -hmm. was. Yeah, I think he died before the before the Revolutionary War. He did. Yeah. He did. So that, that was a good one. Now the um, the uh, the interesting thing, like, but he was descended from a long line of theologians too. Like that's the thing. That's the fun thing. Ironic, considering how he yeah. died, right? Like, and you would think that, you know, um, you know, going going through uh, going through seminary and everything, like. You know, turn the other cheek, that kind of other thing that, you know, that guy wouldn't die in a duel. So, or don't, or, or, uh, or, uh, or, or challenge someone to a duel, rather. Excuse me. Yeah. So, so <laughs> a, a little, a little Aaron Burr trivia fact. You know where he, you know where he died? Uh, Jersey, right? He's buried in Jersey, but he died on Staten Island where I lived. So, Aaron Burr kind of oh. has a little bit of a, there's a folklore with Aaron Burr because he lived there and died there. Uh, but they buried him in Princeton, which is, you know, probably about 45 minutes away. Nice. I, um, He's a graduate from there, right? I think so. I believe yeah. so. That's why I think they, they buried him there. I mean, he was a Jersey guy. Uh, he, yeah. he was born in Newark, which, again, Newark's only about 10 minutes from Staten Island. So the 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 fun story, but you know, the interesting thing everyone knows about the, the duel with Alexander Hamilton that put his you know public life to shame and everything like that, right? So um, the interesting thing about it is that uh, is that you know he you know this was pretty much one of the this was probably the biggest controversy to happen in our very young history, like the very first one, you could say. Um, it's interesting because. Uh, um, he was during the Revolutionary War. He was actually praised uh, by Benedict Arnold. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he served Dunham in the Continental Army for a while. Right, right. So, um, interesting, fun trivia tonight. So, like, I don't know. I, I hope everyone enjoyed those questions. I put them together, especially in honor of uh, of my guests with names and stuff. That's a fun. Uh, so, um, but uh, that's always our presidential trivia. Uh, segment which is brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Giana and the Battle, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron Lines. 
smoke one today and start living united. All right, gentlemen, back to some trade show stuff here. So we've, I've put together a couple of other things here some, for some fun. So um, I put together a little list. I've got four companies here and I chose them not totally at random, but chose them for different reasons. And I want to get your opinion. So the question is, do the following companies return? These are all companies that will be at PCA 2022, but do they return to the trade show in 2023? Coop, I've got this one teed up for you. You ready? Okay. Yeah, let's go. Villiger. Villiger makes the return for 2022. They have been gone for three years now. Do they come back? in 2023 so i have a lot to say on villager but i know there's another question so i'm gonna hold that part off if that's if, if that's okay you do whatever you want Coop. um they will be back at the trade show in 2023 despite the issues i think they're having i, I don't think that a company villager's size could stay away from the biggest trade show in the u.s they tried it once already they left and came back um so i'm gonna say yes they're coming back in 2023. Okay. Yeah. Aaron. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes um to what Coop talked about. I think that from a buzz brand recognition, just getting their name more relevant in the market, they can't afford not to be there. So I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. They tried and it didn't work. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. they tried. They skipped 2019. Yep. Yeah, I I don't. OK, I'm going to get Ben's opinion first. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Go ahead. I'm, I want to say no. They, they seem so damn dysfunctional. I don't I don't see how they get their stuff together. Honestly, I, I mean, they, they see. They have, they're just lost their way and just, I don't know, man. I, it, it's, it's a, it's crazy time for them. I, I, it would not surprise me that they did not come back next year either. You tell the so, honest. So, I, Ben, so, to- so, so let me, let me say this. I agree with everything you said, but don't you think, it, here's my opinion, don't you think that the easiest way or a short term band aid until they can get their shit together, if they do, is to just attend the show? It's a, it's like the, in, in a sense, I don't say no brainer, but the easiest way for a company like that to be say, hey, we're at the PCA, come see us, blah blah blah. Kind of hard not to screw that up by just at least tending that. That's that's why I think that my answer is yes, but I agree with what you're saying. So you say that, Aaron, right? How can you fuck this up? Well, I'm going to shoot some straight fire here. Villager will tell you exactly how to fuck it up because they do it. This is a company that fired their fired their sales force, uh, made a made a shit show out of that uh, in the United States. They skip a trade show before it became a thing. Like when skipping a trade show is a big deal. And you said like how like this is this is something they need. I couldn't agree with you more. Aaron. This is something they do need. I'm glad they're back. They need to be back. It's really hard to predict what Villager is going to do. So I'm going to go with Ben. I have, I don't think they're coming because it's really hard to just like distinguish what the fuck they're thinking. I think it's crazy. I think it's, I think they're, I think they have the opportunity 
they have the means, they have the wherewithal, they have the they have the finances. They have the worldwide popularity. They have a huge opportunity to capture an amazing portion of the market share, especially with the big four gone. And yet they're not taking advantage of it. It's like they're run by Rob Manfred or something. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to do my rant now? Or hold it for the question. You can do it. If you can. No, you can hold it, man. It's all good. Okay. All good. Because because it, it does apply to one of the questions down the road, and it's a rant. But I am not. I'm going to take it a step further. I, I agree with all what you guys say. Okay. But all there's right. a rant coming from me on this. All right. Next question. We'll hold the rant until, uh, uh, okay, until yeah, later. Yep. Okay. Next question. So next next company. I'm I'm going to go out and on a limb here. I'm shocked they're coming. I was I was really surprised to hear when it, the news became final, you know, about a week ago when we saw we saw their name on the trade show floor list. I'm shocked they're coming. Um, I'm glad they're coming, but I was still shocked. Roma Craft to back. Well, Roma Craft to back. They are coming back for 2022 after a two year absence, COVID and deciding to opt out last year. Will they be back in 2023? Aaron. This is a tough one for me. I'm I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm going to say no is I think that they're going to come with the stance that it wasn't worth the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. And I think they're going to go back to maybe it's like an every other year type scenario. Some people are maybe going to beg them to come back and they're going to say, oh, we took it your highest. We're going to come back. I'm going to say that they are not because the money they are investing in the show is not going to be worth it in their minds that they can still accomplish what they need to, which again, they do a great job. I'm glad they're coming back. I think Skip's great for the cigar industry, but I think that they're going to say they can do what they need to get accomplished without attending the PCA. Okay. Ben. Yeah, they'll be back. <clears throat> I mean, they'll be back. They, they got, <clears throat> they're expanding out, getting some new lines. You know, uh, they, they use this mainly to have face face the retailers and get synced up with what's, what they're planning for the next, what's coming up through the year. I mean, that's, and they were coming back. I mean, I, I knew they were coming back this year. <laughs> I, I knew that already. So I, I think it'll be no problem. They'll be back next year, you know, because it's not just selling cigars for them either, right? It's all about they have a unique relationship with their retailers where they see them as, a, as true partners. And what better way to synergize with your partners than at the trade show? So, yeah, they'll, they'll be back next year. I have no doubt about that. Okay. Coop? Uh, definitely back. The uh, the days, though, of the big Roma craft proof, I think, are over. But it's almost like there's a couple of birdies whispering, uh, whispering in Skip's ear, telling them you need to be at the show. And it's for your good. And I think Roma craft's always good about meeting their retailers. Uh, they've been good with the media or with us, too, there. Um, so, but it's almost like, you know, I think people have talked to Skip and, and maybe he's changed what he's doing with the show. Uh, Romacraft always had one of the nicest booths. So, um, you know, I know it's going to be smaller, but, um, you know, I think 
I think Skip's all about the right thing with the industry too. Um, and of course what makes sense with his business. Uh, not disputing what Aaron said. I could see a model what Aaron said. Maybe he takes a year off or something. They take a year off, but I'm going to go with a yes on that. So I think, I, I think you kind of nailed most of the points that I was going to say here. Coop. I, you know, we all know that Skip has opinions about a lot of things. And, and he's and wrong he, on most of them. And he's, cer- <laughs> <laughs> and he's certain. And, he, and he's, you know, he's obviously certainly not bashful about sharing them. And this includes the PCA, right? And the cigar industry. But he's been constructive with his criticisms on the PCA. I no, really and that's just, no, yeah. and that's my point. That's yeah. my that's yeah. my point. Is yeah. like, you know, I think we. And oftentimes, and there's other individuals that are like him that have strong opinions about the PCA, uh-huh. um, yet get continued to support yeah. it, right? And I think, and I think, I think Skip's been consistent with that. He was a he was a dues paying member last year. He just didn't attend. Yeah. Um. And and this year, I think, I think you're right. I, I feel like there were some influences that said, "Hey, you know, you should you should be there." And and I think it will be good. Um. I think for the people who. Um, there's a very strong loyal loyal fan base, loyal partnerships in the retail sector for for Romacraft. Um, but I think they're they're you know th- I think this will absolutely silence anyone that was kind of on the fence or like you know you know should I continue to support these guys if they don't support the PCA? Any of that just goes out the window because he's there and yep. and uh, and so I think it's great that they're back. And I, I think um, I think they'll have I think they'll have a presence um, in 2023 as well. You know, the other thing just to kind of keep in mind, too, is that they haven't been at the show in three years. There's a lot of new retailers that they, they probably haven't interfaced with yet. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good it's always a good opportunity uh, for something like this to meet face to face. You know, same with some media. I'm sure there's media people that never met them before. So right. I think I, I, I think it's good they're at the show. So yeah, I think there's the, like, it's interesting with the expansion yeah. and stuff because, you know, Skip is always fond of saying like they sell out of everything they make, which is great. Good for him. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, at some, you know, with this expansion, everything like, I don't think his existing fan, you know, his existing customer base picks up that slack. I mean, I think there's some, looking for some real growth here. Here's a $20,000 question. And I haven't asked Skip this yet. Does he showcase the collaboration with Ernesto? No, because it's not ready. They've got the they've got the labels. That's about it. There's no box. They, they don't have apparently. a they don't so they have nothing they can show. And the blend and the blend's not ready either. But apparently. they can always mock up a cigar. Like you know, some companies will they'll put sure. it in a glass case. They'll put a band on it, but it's not the cigar. And then someone will steal it, and they realize it's not the cigar, right? right. So, but that's what I'm just. I don't, if, yeah, I don't think that's their mo. That's that's not their style. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they'll do that. Okay. okay. But yeah. I, I, I agree. I think, you know, being away for three years is a valid point. But like I said, you know, I'm telling you, like Mike Rosales, for one, is always on the phone or visiting retailers, you know, and let them know, hey, you know, we're, we're with you. We're a partner. We're, you know, we're, we're here True. to help you. Yeah. And the best, and like I said, the best way to do that was Skip and Mike is cover the trade show and talk to these people, especially the new ones. Like you, that was a great point, Coop. These, some of these new retailers that have brought them in that they probably might not have seen face-to-face yet. This is a great opportunity to do all that. Yeah. All right. Next company. Room 101. Ben. Uh, no, because I don't think General will be back next year. 
So even though they're with Forge, I don't I don't think I don't think Forge or General will be there next year. So Room One Hundred One can't be there next year, no matter what. Okay, easy enough. Aaron. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to say no. I, I don't know what the how that whole the everything's going to play out. But I've I've got to imagine that. I mean, if they're there, they're going to be in the back, not in the background, but they're going to be secondary, if you will. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say, just knowing what I know now, I'm going to say no because it's going to be folded in or rolled in, and and I, I don't think that they, if they're there, they're not going to be their own entity. So no, I'll say no. Coop. I'm saying no. Um, like, look, they're there this year because Booth already had committed to the trade show. And just so you know, and it's not it, kudos what? to them for honoring that because they could have said, fuck you, right? Well, yeah, they could have. It may, I think it may have already been paid for. I don't know. But, but here's the thing there's precedent with this because when uh, General acquired Royal Agio, in 2019, they went to the 2020 TPP and had a booth anyway. Um, and in fact, it was funny. It was big, to, their booth was bigger than the general booth at TPA. Um, you had to bring them up, didn't you, Coop? You just had to bring up Raw. What a needle, dude. What a right. needle. Right. But here's the question I have. You know, what's interesting is I wrote this in my article today. The big four are going to have a couple of um, – moles at the show if you want if you may you know Davidoff's gonna I think they'll be Davidoff's there with, kind of with Ferry Otago I imagine there'll be a sales support angle with that mm -hmm. and the same I'm thinking is happening with Room 101 and then you never know if there's gonna be a bigger name that maybe shows up in Vegas uh, and, and is behind the scenes there so right now I don't see anything to indicate that General's coming back in 2023 right but that could change but what from what I know now no I'm going to say that they're not ready to come back. I think General's already got their product rollouts for 2023 plant. So um, maybe 2024, but not next year. I'm going to say no. Here's our chance, gentlemen. Here's our chance for the greater good to do something. Like you said, Coop, there are going to be moles. There are going to be some representatives from Forged and General at this year's trade they're show. Not gonna, yeah, they, they're going to be. It is, it is our opportunity, gentlemen, to woo them, to convince them to go and talk to their superiors and bring general back to the show, unite the cigar industry. It's on our shoulders. I think we can do it. There's, but, there's, it but, but unless there's someone at a pay grade who can do that there. And I, I don't, know. don't need this type of negativity. Uh, I need, I need us. I need, I need us all one on this. We can do this. We can repair the fractured industry. We can do it. And when they announce it, when they announce it, they're going to say, and we'd like to thank, the coalition. No, they'll 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 go to cigar aficionado. <laughs> and we'd like to thank the coalition. And Look, cigar aficionado be like, Who, I get who's your talking? Who are you guys talking about? Oh, it was all <laughs> it was all Coop and Ben and Aaron and Bear. We would not be here at the PCA 2023 show if it weren't for those fine gentlemen. That's right. That'll be a direct quote in the cigar aficionado article. I'm okay. That's with right. That. Yep. Well, listen. But I think in all in all seriousness, now I know we're you know we're fun and around right now, but like. If they have a good, if Room 101 has a good show and those four people knock it out of the park, that could be a tip of the domino, honestly. Yeah. You don't never know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fucking around here a little bit, but yeah. 
I'm, I'm, Ben, you're, you're picking up really what I'm throwing down. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, this could be, this could be it. This could be the, the thing that, uh, that really strives for it. So I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really excited here. So, um, all right. Now you're probably going to think, Brer, why did you pick this company? And the reason I picked this company was a couple years ago, this company was really, albeit small, they were really starting to catch a lot of fire, especially particularly on social media. Uh, they were really popular. Um, I think a lot of their, I think a lot of the, um, the dust has settled a little bit, probably to a pretty great degree. And so this is why I'm asking this question. Will this company be at the PCA 2023 show? And that company is Hiram and Solomon. Wow. That's a great one. Man. Wow, that is a good one. Wow, I didn't see that one coming. Ooh. Well, Ben, you're the only one not like going ape shit about this, so I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they'll be there. I mean, they got a lot of stuff going on. They got they got to fix. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be cost effective at that quick. So the change in factories. We'll yeah. A lot of yeah, stuff going on. This, yeah, it's this is gonna be a super busy time, man. They gotta have to almost they're almost redoing everything. So I'm not sure they'll even be ready for the trade show next year. But they're there this year. I don't know what they're gonna sell this year. Cigars. <laughs> Left, uh, do they have outstanding inventory they got to get rid of? It's going to be, they're going to have some challenges this year. Yeah. How do you get rid of the outstanding inventory and say, well, all this stuff's going away and changing? Yeah. You could say, you could say whatever you want about the blends. When the factory change happens, if people factory gonna, change happens, yeah, people are going to lose their minds. Yeah. yeah. So do they go to the trade show and basically have a fire sale? Right. Hmm. I mean, what what else? What else are you gonna do? What what else could you do? Really, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. No one's it's talking cool. about this, right? Because there's let's let's face it, guys. They're a small company, right? But like, no one's talking about this. This is why I picked this company. This is a really, really unusual crossroads and predicament for them. What is so? I mean, I think everyone knows who Jennifer Nicole is. Like, she's the she's one of their ambassadors and reps and everything like that. Like, man, that's a hard job for her to like. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we're but completely changing everything. But you want to go ahead and fill out this order sheet? Well, you 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 do what you know y'all do for a living, except me. You sell that. You sell that change like it's a great positive thing. It's going to be so amazing. These new blends coming in are going to be great when they get here. You know, buy what you can now. Keep them on the shelf. Kind of have a little mini mini fire cell without calling it a fire cell, but pump the new stuff, you know, like how, how amazing this is going to be. That's my, I mean, I'm not a sales guy. Y'all are, but that's what I would think you would do. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'll go bear. Um, I'm going to say that in the, I have, I'm not super confident in this one, but I'm going to say, yes, they are. And for the reasons that we're discussing now, because they're going to have to, to continue, hopefully some momentum. And, 
with the changes then rolling into 2023, they're going to be able to hopefully seize on momentum off of this trade show into the next one. So I'm just going to say yes, but that's a, yeah. I mean, it's not just, there's, you said it bear. I mean, they're a small company, right? So, I mean, everything goes into from a, a cost perspective. I mean, especially if they have the ability, you know, the booth sizes across the board are going smaller, right? So, you know, if they can have some form of a presence there, I, yeah, I'll say yes, but no degree of confidence. Because their booth size isn't nothing to sniff at this year. Right, right. Pretty, pretty decent size. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm so perplexed by this company. I've, I, I got to be honest, I've never understood their popularity. I've smoked some of their cigars. Some of them are decent, you know. Um, their appeal is to a, a, you know, a very, very loyal group of people. I get that, um, you know, with the, uh, with Freemasons and everything. That's a, that's a strong connection, great network. Um, but you know, I've just, I, it, it's a company. I just don't, I just don't understand the direction. Like I just don't, that's just me. I, 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 but they've been really popular and like hats off to them for being able to accomplish that. That's, that's pretty cool. You know? But this, this, these but, changes are just nuts. Yeah, but their popularity, like you said, is, is a Mason thing, right? That's driving a vast majority of these sales. That, and that's something that's, you know, that's something that I had. It's, that's a big deal. Yeah. So, and I, I, think that, that, I think that will follow over, but you, there's going to be this transition period, this just dark period that's going to take a while. I mean, it might not. They might. This might be the smoothest transition ever. We don't know. Right. Well, it's it's, it's what's again, that what's that percentage? What's that outlying percentage, Ben? So, like you said, there's this strong network, right? There are people that say like they're, I and I know this for a fact because I've talked to a couple of their reps. And there are people that bought Hiram Solomon because of the Mason connection, and that was it. They didn't need to smoke the cigar. They didn't. Need, they didn't. It didn't matter. That's it. So, what's the percentage of the that of people who aren't that? What's that? What's the percentage of the companies outside their network? How much does that make up of their customer base? Because that's the big question mark. I don't know. It'd be purely on a just speculation on my part, but I bet it's like around 80, 90%. Honestly. That's, that's, yeah, that's a lot bigger think. than I was thinking. I was thinking of like 75, but yeah, I mean, you're probably right. That's a, that's a big portion of your business. Big portion of your business. That's also why I think the rebound won't be so bad either. If they come out, especially if they come out with really good blends, you'll attract more people that aren't Masons on top of that, right? But so, sure. so if they disappear for a year or two, they come back out. Those Masons are going to come right back again and buy it sure. the same way. That will not change a bit. It's the non-Masons that they got to go after and expand in that. So get this in this new factory, get some quality good blends out to appeal with besides just having the Mason symbol on there. Go after those people. Absolutely. All right. All right. So let me, can I get my answer? Yes. Um, they are sponsored this year of the trade show. Um, their company has supported the PCA year after year. 
Um, I think they may have downgraded their sponsorship a bit this year, but but they're still sponsoring this show. Um, and they they have been very good, I think, PCA stewards of that. I agree with every other point that was made here, and I especially with Ben's point, I they gotta get beyond the, the Mason stuff. I mean, they have to get some they have to get a brand out there under there to really appeal to the non-Masons or, or kind of connect with that. Um, I think they do a good job of consumer engagement. Uh, which I think I'm going to talk about this on another thing. You got to have like retail engagement. I think they're good, you know, good with consumer engagement. They're good with they're they're even decent with media engagement. So I mean, they they do engage. So I think they come back next year. But next year, I think it's absolutely going to be a now or never for them. They if they don't knock it out of the park next year, then I, I don't know what to say. But I think they got to come back to one more show. Um, this is their third factory, guys. Um, my opinion, three strikes, it's done. I mean, I don't know how you can't go to a fourth factory after this. So, you know, that's that's where I'm seeing this going right now. All true. It was, that was a good one. All right. Well, let's go into our tonight's charity segment. Uh, this has uh, become one of my favorite um, things that I've done. Uh, this is, we're coming up on two years of doing this. This is pretty cool. So on my birthday this year, we'll come up on two years of, of featuring charities for, for those of you who are joining uh, each week. We uh, ask our guests or guests to spotlight a nonprofit or uh, or charity of their choosing. And so uh, in honor of our fearless leader tonight, we are featuring uh, Sepsis Alliance. Uh, it's a charity that uh, Coop has uh long now been a huge uh, supporter of. We featured it several times on this show. We featured it on Cigar Coop Primetime and Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition. Um, it's uh, it's become quite uh, quite the partner for you, Coop, and a great organization uh, that uh, works passionately on a, um, on a subject that's near and dear and very personal to you. So uh, I'm going to give the floor over to you and, uh, and let you talk a little bit more about Sepsis Alliance. Thank you. Um, I do always appreciate this. Um, you know, Septus, if folks don't know what it is, um, it is basically a condition where um, you have an infection in the body. And as an infection goes through the body, um, your body starts to fight it. But sometimes when the infection is very, very strong, uh, you, the body's reactions um, short circuit like an electrical system, they literally short circuit. And it, what happens is uh, like organs start to misfunction uh, and not, not, uh, you know, it, it, and it's a, it's a, it is a deadly condition. Um, I had that in 2000, the end of 2018. Um, it's commonly referred to sometimes as a blood infection, but a lot of times when you hear people die of complications from surgery, um, or complications from them. Those complications are usually septus. So, um, and at times it, it doesn't happen. In my case, it didn't happen with surgery. I caught some sort of an infection that I frankly ignored and um, my body started to go into the short circuit mode and it required me to be hospitalized. Um, and the first night I was told I might not get out of the hospital. I mean, that was how serious this was. Um, and they were very concerned me, uh, that the infection was spreading to the heart. So, uh, and that's, that would have been deadly, right. Uh, if the heart got infected. So septus Alliance is really designed because the key thing about septus is it's treatable, it's curable, but it's gotta be detected early. 
And what Septus Alliance does is they um, they create awareness and education materials um, for and, and try to make people aware of it. So I've tried to kind of do things to, to basically promote that and make people aware of um, of this. I'm going to be I can't my story is going to be shared on the Septus Alliance sometime this summer of what happened. They have testimonials of people. So they have given me the opportunity to share that story, uh, which was very nice. Um, little about the little about the organization. It was founded by a dentist by the name of Dr. Carl Flatley, who I've had a chance to talk to. Um, and he, it's a, this is a small, this is not a huge charity, guys. So think of it like you know they're, they're very small. And Carl's daughter died of of a septus. So it was Carl's mission to basically prevent what happened to his daughter to other people, which really kind of coincided with what, what I was doing right now. Um, you might have seen I've done some things in the past. Um, we've done some things in LSO from our takes. We, I've done the football picks and I've done the the, the airport selfies. I kind of think those things ran its course, right? Um, so I, I've actually kind of discontinued that. And now I'm just making a standard donation, uh, a flat donation every year to, to set this out of my pocket. Um, and, uh, you know, I encourage other folks to do the same because this can happen to anybody out there. Um, and, uh, it's not something you want to go, go through. And it's funny is when I started sharing my story online and stuff, I was amazed how many people had this, like that I didn't know. And there are other people who dealt with this right now. So, um, it, it's something, you know, when I went through that condition, it's something I'll never forget that I went through. Um, and if I can help one person do that, I'll certainly do that. So uh, go to septus.org. Uh, if you want information or got questions on it, but here's the thing. If you, septus.org, I'm telling you to go to septus.org. You don't have to donate, okay? If you want to donate, that's great. You could do the donate, I think, through the Facebook, right, Bear? Correct. Okay, so you could do that. You could certainly go and do that piece. Um, but I always tell people, you know what? Go out there and familiarize yourself with some of the great education materials from time to time. Um, I could tell you if I, when I went and familiarized myself, now I know. Um, and I can tell you that I had a, a secondary infection recently. And, you know, my wife was like, you need to treat this like now. You can't wait. Uh, look what happened to you last time. Don't ignore the sign. So I actually did. And I went to a doctor. I didn't have any problems with it. But, you know, yeah, a simple like I can tell you what, you could get a hangnail that gets infected and this could lead to that. Um, so. Uh, you could get, you know, COVID. Now, COVID doesn't, COVID doesn't cause this, but what happens is COVID does weaken your body and it makes it susceptible to infection. Medications, uh, which is what they believe happened to me. It may have been a medication that lowered my immunity that led to the infection. So, you know, go out there, familiarize it. Just, it's easy to read and easy to digest material. This is not, you're not going to read anything medical. Go out there. You can, you can see some of the uh, people who have testimonials and there's people who are like celebrities that uh, have passed because of this. So you can go check that out. And like I said, my testimony, I'll be writing the whole thing. I have to write the whole thing up, the whole story I had. Uh, and it will, it will be out there and I'll share it once it's out there. But uh, great organization, great people run this. Um, and uh, I know that there's a lot of people in the cigar industry who have really gotten behind this. Uh, Terrence Riley, I know, did it, uh, which I'm very grateful for him on that. Uh, Dustin Prudhomme has been very supportive of me of that as well, the, the the cigar Cajun. So, I mean, I want to really thank those guys as well. And there were tons of people that donated. I remember on one of the shows there, you know, and I want, yeah. you know, I thank all those people as well. But like I said, guys, this is, this is, 
any, it can happen to anybody is what I'm telling you. So um, I don't want to say it should be something that keeps you up at night, but again, make yourself, because if you get the treatment early, you're not going to go into a condition like I had where you have to go in the hospital. And by the way, the treatment is, is brutal. You know, the antibiotics are potent and uh, then you have to go to antibiotics after you're out of the hospital. And, and it was not fun. So that's my piece on that. Uh, Septus.org. Uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, like I said, at a minimum, familiar with the materials. And if you feel inclined to jo- uh, to donate, it's it's great. They're, they're very appreciative of donations, these guys. Like you said before, it's a, it's a small organization, too. And they, they, Yeah, I've had a chance. They've actually invited me to a couple of conferences because I've been very, um, you know, I've been very engaged with them. I've gotten to kind of, you know, they saw a few donations come from me. So then they reached out to me and they said, you know, they kind of were curious why I was doing the donations. Uh, I'm not saying I donated huge sums of money, right? I did, but they were kind of curious about why I was doing it. And I, uh, I ended up having discussions with them. Uh, I'm actually, there's a group of people uh, who've had it, um, you know, that are engaged with them. They're called Carl's Champions. And I happen to be uh, honored that they asked me to be a part of Carl's Champions. So um, that's awesome. if you dig in the website, you'll see like a me out there, but that's not what this is about. Don't, you don't have to look at that. It's more important that uh, my, my job as Carl's champion is to basically create awareness as like as an ambassador for this. So, um, you know, I want to just, I want people to know this. I don't want, you know, donations great, but you can't donate, look at it at a minimum. And then maybe you could share it with someone. Yeah, I good. I'm, I'm, it's really awesome that they've kind of partnered with you as well. Cause of all the hard work that you've done for them too. And I know it's, you, you did it. You didn't do it for any of that. You know, you no, it's not about that. Yeah, it's not about that. But uh, yeah, it's but awareness is so important with this. This is why sure. I kind of want to make people aware of this. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's not fun, guys. Uh, you know, and a loved one goes through this as well. You know, loved ones could go through this. So, yeah, it's yeah. frightening. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Well, that's our charity segment for this week. Coop, thanks so much for uh, talking I, about sepsis. Thank Alliance you for having me it. do that as well. Yeah. Of course, absolutely. And as always, uh, Substance Alliance will be getting a small donation from me and my family in honor of you this evening. So thank you so much. Thank you very much as well. So I um, want to continue with a couple of more questions before we conclude our night, gentlemen, as we're talking about some of companies, uh, you know, and, and, and I know that a lot of people are asking some great questions in the chat about certain companies and everything. And Guys, we'd be here all night if we talked about every single one. So I, I may not get to everyone's points or questions, but there's some really, really great chat going on in the chat. So uh, please continue that up. So we're going to move on to our next question here. So uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, companies. Are they going to be here next year? They Companies returning. Uh, there are, um, by my counts, um, five significant companies that are returning to the trade show this year. So uh, I have Foundation, McAuliffe Cigars, the Florida Minicana, Villager, and Romacraft, who we've already talked about a couple of these. Uh, we haven't really talked about McAuliffe or the Florida Minicana right. yet, but Foundation, McAuliffe, the Florida Minicana, Villager, Romacraft. Can I add a couple? Well, you can certainly add a couple. Um, okay, so um, Casa Cuevas, uh, DBL Cigars. Dominican, that's a Dominican big league, um, and um, Pos Beach, which is Mike Mike Hustler, Cigar Hustler, as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, I didn't put Mike's down simply because, uh, you know, in years past, he's been part of the Romacraft booth. I think this is I think of this as Mike's first year as a vendor. I, so I can I, see that because now he's got stuff outside of Romacraft. Yes. OK. okay. Yep. So but I did not. I did. So I left I left Mike off intentionally. Yeah, I think Casa Cuevas so, would be the other big one back. Yeah. So, so Casa Cuevas and DBL. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll add those guys. OK, yep. it's a very simple question, guys. Out of all these returning members, who has the best show? Foundation, McAuliffe, Florida Minicana, Villager, Roma Craft, DBL, and Casa Cuevas. Which one has the best trade show and why? Ben? I think <clears throat> I was thinking it's between two for me. It's Florida Minicana and McAuliffe. Out of those two, I think the one that will have the best show is McAuliffe. They're coming in, they're coming in hot. You know, I mean, they, they got a lot of stuff that, you know, they, they're coming out with that's also in the works. You know, they got some quality lines now, and they, there's a lot of buzz with them. Their ambassador program seems to be working very well. Mm-hmm. Um, if people don't know what that is, it's, you know, it's a, a program where you can sign up for it. You get like a little passport, a challenge coin. And, you know, you fill out the passport with the labels and all the stuff in there. That was kind of a cool thing they did. And they got a, a real strong Facebook group going on with that as well. That is very, very active. So they, they've built up quite a sizable uh, consumer base. And I think now that the trade show is a good way for them to branch out to even more shops to get out to more places. And I think they could easily do that. So, I, I mean, I, I think they'll have probably the best show out of all of them. Some good points. Aaron? Foundation, McAuliffe, La Florida Minicana, Villager, Romacraft, DBL, and Casa Cuevas. Yep. I'm going to go with Foundation. And the reason being, you know, Nick is such a polarizing individual in the industry. He's been away. He's got new stuff coming out. People are going to want a piece of his time, the buzz. He's got, um, you know, so he had so much either momentum slash, I mean, his cigars are fantastic. As you guys know, I smoke the the, uh, High Clear Castle every morning for the last three years. Devin missed a day. So a little biased, but I just think that, him being back at the show, and he, I, from again, I, I haven't seen his. You know, I wasn't at past shows, but you guys said he kind of puts on a, a loud, you know, music kind of uh, outgoing booth, if you will. Um, I think that him returning, he's going to come away with a fantastic show. Um, I, I, I think Ben makes some great points, but uh, for me, it's going to be foundation. I want to put a pin in one of the comments he said. We're going to carry it over as soon as we've done talking about this topic. So, uh, Coop, Foundation, McAuliffe, Florida Minicana, Villager, Roma Craft, DBL, and Casa Cuevas. Wow, this is a this is a, I think there's three companies that are really close: Foundation, McAuliffe, and LFD. Um, and look, I think this is an incredible opportunity for McAuliffe, like Ben said. Um, this is a different company than they were three years ago, um, but they still, I think, have a lot of uh, customers that they're going to be engaging for the first time. 
and it's a great opportunity for them to engage with those customers. And I think this is the first trade show they have with the new model they have in place, which is so different than they were three years ago. It's a, mm-hmm. you, Barry, you're great, it's a completely different company. I still, I still am going slightly with LaFleur here, guys. Um, Lido is going to be there this year, um, which is big. And I believe they know what they're going to be facing going in there uh, from their customers. And uh, I think they're going to, I think they're going to wow a lot of customers. I think you have one of the more high profile releases with the Sully uh, from Lido Jr., but I think they're going to, you know, I had a little advantage. I saw the factory back in February, and I know they're at 100% right now. So I, I believe uh, they're going to, I'm going to give them the slight edge here. But I mean, a slight edge over McAuliffe and a slight edge over Foundation. Um, you know, Nick, Nick's got a lot of limited stuff, too. I get that. And I think he'll be busy and all, but. But uh, I think he's got a little more ground to make up uh, from some of his retailers this year. I think LaFleur's, a lot of retailers are still sticking by them. And uh, this is, but they have to deliver LaFleur. There's no question. Yeah, I was going to say, so, but, but Coop, let me ask you that. And I, I'm not disagreeing, but when you talk about making up ground, I mean, I know from the shops I go to and the lack of inventory that these, that they faced for the last several years. I mean, LFD has got a lot of ground to make up in terms of fulfilling orders and delivering upon orders they write that people haven't gotten in the past. So that's a lot of ground to make up, too. I think, but I think they've already started to do that. I think you're seeing like Andalusian bulls out, diggers are now becoming more readily available. Um, you know, it, they still are a much more established operation than the other two companies. Uh, so I think they know what they have to do here for sure. But I don't disagree with your other picks. I mean, these are close. Like, I think there's great opportunity for both Foundation and McAuliffe as well. Um, I don't have anyone else on the radar close to those three companies. I'm, but I'm going to give I'm going to give home kind of Lafleur has the edge here. It's just kind of the established company here. Um, they're not going anywhere. And uh, you know, I think another story that people haven't talked about with. with um, with LaFleur is they they have rebuilt back up that sales force. So um, they have hired more s- salespeople right now. So it's not the it's not the skin down sales force that they had in 2020 during the pandemic. So they have rebuilt a lot of that sales force as well. And that's saying something to me that they made those investments again with that. Yeah, granted, all that the reason the reason I went McAuliffe over LFD was the their back order issue. Okay, I know a lot of cigar shops that are, that dropped them because of the backwater issue. So they're gonna they're coming in and they're gonna have to basically rewoo all these cigar shops and bring them back in again. That that's a lot. That's a lot to do. That's a lot to handle. And, and if people trust them, I, I, did they trust them? Do they if they place an order? Right. Is right. Is seventy five percent of it gonna be on backwater again, and they won't see product for a year? I'm going to go from what I saw at the factory and I'm going to say probably not, but that's just me personal. That's Will Cooper's thing. The questions you guys ask are completely valid, right? The other thing is, look, McAuliffe, this is where I kind of give, look, the the, the lowercase a is a cigar. I think that appeals to the McAuliffe supporters already. I'm not sure how that appeals to, you know, people who are maybe not, those quote unquote ambassadors. Right. So I, it's not, it's I'm nothing against that, but I think that, that 
that's going to require a little her to sell, um, in my opinion. I think, but McAuliffe, I think they're very the way they're operating as a company, and I think the way they're engaging their retailers, they're gonna they should be able to have no problem with that. Okay, but people are gonna want that solely. There's no question that they're gonna want that solely, but they're gonna want some commitments from Lafleur, I'm sure. Oh, that, yeah, exactly. Hell, I want it. I, I'm, I'm oh, super I, I, excited. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think, but, we, I think, but, we, I think but, we all do. Yeah. Yeah, but can they deliver? Or is it going to be on back order for eight or nine damn months or a year or whatever? That's And the thing is, even if it's not, do, do retailers trust them at this point? Right. You know? That's about the that's what I'm talking about, the ground to make up. But anyway. I, think they try, I think they do trust Lido, and I think they trust that family. Um, I think that John's pretty popular. And I think like I said, I, they're going in. They, they, there's a reason why they stayed home. They weren't ready to kind of answer that last year. They, they, they yeah. And I, and I will say that, that, that impressed me when we had the show last year and there was, you know, and Carney was saying the reason they can't go is they felt yeah. like they couldn't, it shouldn't be there. If they can't fill these orders, why take orders that they can't fill? They didn't go through and fix the back order problem. I thought that was freaking awesome. I, I, that was the best answer anybody could have gave yep. for not being at the yeah, show. 100%. I, I was I was impressed with that, and I, I love La Florida Benicana. It has always been one of my brands that has always been in my humidor. It's still in the humidor today. Every time I see them, if I can find a shop that still carries them and they got them in stock, I get them every time. So I am one hundred. I like the, one of their biggest cheerleaders to make this happen. So I, I just hope they do. I, I, I mean, I have faith that they will do it. They just got to, they have a big hill to overcome with this. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but I think yeah. that, like I said, I don't think they would have came if they weren't ready to address this. No, that's completely fair. And I wouldn't be releasing a new cigar too, if they were like, cause you know, that's that question they're going to ask like, Oh, I see you got your new cigar over here. What about my blah, 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 blah. Right. They're going to be able to answer that in a more positive way. Um, but uh, I, I had my those three two foundation, LFD McAuliffe. Um, here's here's why I'm picking McAuliffe. Okay, and I have a little in, I have a little inside knowledge here. Um, you know, nothing crazy or anything. But they we, they put out a letter of intention about 18 months ago that said everything they were going to do. And then they went and did it. And this was always part of the plan. Their plan was always to miss last year. It was always to return this year. Uh, ben, your biggest, your biggest beef or what you're saying that retailers' biggest beef with La Florida Minicana is, is back orders. That's something McAuliffe does not have a problem with. They have enough for the remainder of 2022. They have every about 95% of their stuff is still is, is continuously in stock. Like they are, they have been cooped to Coop's point. They are a completely different company than they were three years ago. They are much more, their logistics are top notch. They are well organized and they deliver on everything they say they're going to do. If I'm a retailer, especially if I'm a retailer that doesn't know, have any relationship with them at all, that's incredibly appealing. That's that's incredibly yeah. appealing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this. I mean, I've had some insight talking to Dan on some stuff off the record, so to speak. There, there's a very strong roadmap with this company. 
going forward. And I'm sure if a retailer was really looking to go big with them in and I'm sure that they will be at least they'll, I think they'll be made to feel comfortable. I don't want to say Dan's going to reveal everything to them, but I, I think I, I, like I said, I'm very high on them. I'm just going to give a slight edge to the floor here, but I'm yeah. very high. I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys say. It's a certainly a valid answer. So listen, these were, this was a company that, that impressed Abe to Babna of smoking, which was a hard thing to do. And Dave Garofalo, you know? by the way. And Dave Garofalo. Like two, these are, two, yeah. I mean, they don't take flyers on just anybody. They don't take flyers. Abe in particular doesn't take flyers. Like he just doesn't. He's, he, you know, his, or his decisions are very calculating. Um, they have a very, 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 very specific business plan. Yeah. And it's, they've delivered on everything they said that they're going to do. And like I said, if I'm a retailer, that's incredibly appealing. That's incredibly appealing. Yeah. Plus, like said, the, yeah. plus the ambassador group that Ben was talking about. That's a strong force. And, for a lot and, of customers. And they check the boxes with all the channels, retailer, consumer, and media. And I think that's important. They check the boxes there. It's a tough call between those yeah. three. Yeah. It's a tough call. But- it's a very tough call. I think, I think those three are like I said, hairline. Uh, and, and, I'm not, and look, foundation, we go to that booth every year. Aaron, you haven't seen the foundation booth yet. Nope. Mm-mm. It is a it is absolute mayhem. And it will be again. And it will be again. Um but I think there's a lot of fanboys in that boost sometimes. So, hey, fanboys yeah. are sometimes paying customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. all right. Next question, gentlemen. Which company comes out of left field to have a great show? Ooh, man. So, okay. So, so Barry, I had read this question. So before. I'm going to let either one of those guys go first because I, I got to think about this continuously. But when we talk, when we talk about left field, what define left field? Because, I mean, is it uh, Gurkha, right? Is that? I mean, okay. Again, it's again it's subjective, Aaron. I think it's, I, I, I want I want your opinion. And if you think if you think Gurkha comes out of left field, and you you define left field as the fact that no one's expecting them to have a good show because it's Gurkha. <laughs> uh, okay. Or, right. or or whatnot. Um, I mean, it's that's okay. kind of, that's your prerogative. Okay. That's your prerogative. Right. So, got it. All right, Coop. We'll start with you. You know, I. It's, it, this is another close one. Um, you know, when I, when I looked at this, and there were, like I said, there were several uh, definite, like I say, contenders, right? Um, but the company I think that's going to have the slight edge here. Um, and I'll tell you who they over the slight edge will. I'm going Cavalier or Geneva. Um, they've been kind of quiet. Okay. But they're, they're, this is a big show for them and they got the prospectors coming out now at the show this year. Um, they've got the, um, the LE, which is their annual thing and the inner circle, which is their new brand. Right. So I think there's a, this is a big, big show for them. Um, they've got the factory now. Um, so I don't think a lot of people talk in Cavalier or Geneva, and I think this is a tremendous opportunity. They got two heads of this company who uh, are two of the best guys I've met in Sebastian and Brian, right? Slight edge over Casada. I think Casada, a lot of people are realizing they had a very good show last year, and I think they'll, you know, I, but I think there's a little higher expectation with Casada this year. That's why I'm, I'm going to go with Cavalier or Geneva over them, but, but. I think they're the one no one's like I have. We haven't talked a lot about Cavalier Engineering at any of these shows. 
And that's why I'm saying left field. I don't think anyone's seeing this one coming. Ben. Well, <laughs> Coop stole my damn company. I was going to go. <laughs> so I'm going to go with another okay, one. So why, was, okay. Was, okay. Before you say your, your other one, why, why do you think, why do you think Cavaliers is, is, a, is a left field pick? Why? Okay. So Coop gave his reason. I mean, all the same reasons, or do you have something? Yes. A lot of the same reasons, but also because the, I've, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about them going into the show. I, I, I know a lot of, retailers have been looking at bringing them in that don't have them yet and are excited excited about that they're all their lines so i mean the biggest thing was that honestly just a lot of retailers telling me like or they're texting me or whatever said hey what do you know about them how are those cigars but it's been a little bit crazy the past couple few weeks now so that that's kind of why just 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 the buzz from retailers i've been hearing um, the other one I was thinking about going with was the, the ATL, the uh, Cigar Line Cigar Company. Yep, that's a they, good one. I thought about that one too. Because man, I've been—I personally have not had any of their cigars. I haven't seen them in any shops right now. But I, from what the people, what I've been seeing on, on social media, people love these cigars. I mean, y'all talked all about. Yeah, I mean, they, they seem to be having a, quite a bit of buzz going into the trade show as well. You know, this small boutique company, that's 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 really good to have buzz going into it. Instead of people trying to grab people to say, hey, let me come tell you about us. There, there's going to be people going to them saying, hey, I've heard a lot about you. Tell me about your lines. Let's sample some stuff. So that that was kind of the same reasoning I was going to pick that, you know, pick them. Was that they've got a little bit of buzz going into the trade show as well? Yeah. So th those are two great ones. And, and before I, I I comment further, two of the companies that I'm I was kind of hoping or, or I hope come out of it with some buzz. One is HVC. I freaking love their stuff, but um, I don't know how much buzz is going to come out of of them. The other one is Dapper. Um, I think Dapper, um, I think they're, they're coming out with, you know, the stuff that I've had from them. I really, really like, and, and Ben, to your point, I have smoked the ATL stuff and actually Coop, I think you might've recommended it to me or, or at least pointed it out to me. That's who I was going to say, um, because I actually just smoked one yesterday, uh, one of their their lines um i'm gonna go with atl um i think when they first started it was they weren't getting a whole lot of hype but i keep seeing them pop up either from a review standpoint or some social media post people are starting to pay attention i go when, when i say buzz you know from my perspective is when i go some when i go to uh doing some research if i'm going to buy something etc and i go and i see there's seven reviews or six reviews or whatever that means it's getting in the hands of people that are hearing about it and it's, it's worth them doing quote unquote worth them doing a review and ATL fits that kind of checks that box for me. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know a ton about the company, uh, but I'm going to go with ATL. And by the way, great people. We interviewed them, Aaron and I on primetime and they were the great people behind this company. And I think in the last few months, they've gone from a, a regional brand. They're starting to get a little more of a national footprint right now. 
Yeah. Uh, they're very strong in the Atlanta market, obviously, you know, but uh, they, they came up to Charlotte. They had, uh, they did a couple of big, uh, big events up here uh, with some of the uh, festivals and the cigars went over where we went and they made some change. They're doing some, you know, they're doing, some, they're going through some growing pains, building their brand. You know, they had to rename the Libertad. Um, they came out with a new size of the magic, which I think is their, um, their, their flagship brand. And the AKL black recently moved to Luciano's factory where the magic's being made as well. So, um, like I said, I think they're, they're, they're good people. They have a good plan and, uh, they're getting in the hands of people. And, and there's a lot more consumer engagement about ATL than I'm seeing some other companies as well. I'll just say, uh, one I'll talk about shortly. All right. So my pick is not, uh, it's, it's out of left field because I think, um, you know, up until a couple of days ago, we didn't know what, if anything, was going to happen. They're, they don't, they don't do a lot of new releases, but yet year over year, they make very consistent cigars. And it's a company I've always enjoyed. It's a cigar, it's cigars I've always enjoyed. And I'm so excited for this year's release. It's their 20th anniversary, uh, Gran Habano. Good pick. Oh, so that good, was almost my good pick, pick Bear. Yeah. That was, you saw my list when I put it on there, those top, the, the list that we were talking about yeah um, yeah they're good. on there that's the one i was gonna go with yeah I, that's a great pick i'm so stoked for the 20th anniversary i love george i love the cigars he does like i said i smoke good so it's interesting we are we we picked a couple of honduran companies too yeah. you know when you, everyone talks about nicaragua uh, and everything so um but yeah yeah they absolutely I, should be on that list yeah i'm so i'm so excited i think i think I think they come out of the trade show incredibly strong. I think it's a great, it's a great year for Gran Habano. And uh, I think that they, uh, they, I think this 20th anniversary cigar finally gives uh, some, some, some really well-deserved recognition. How about, how about the production value on this little video they sent out though? I got to say something, man. They, pretty, they've done every, they have, uh, and everything that presentation, you know, we bear, you and I know George has been working on this for a while. He's talked a lot about this with us over the past couple of years. So there's no doubt um, to me. Yeah, that's going to be. And look, Grand Habano has some great lines under there, too. So, again, that's a good gateway into people maybe haven't been paying attention to Grand Habano to get back in there. And I don't think a lot of I don't people I'm, I know they had a press release and all that on it, but I don't think people are talking Grand Habano. And I, but, I, I think it's a great pick. Can I also to piggyback off of something that Ben and I have talked about a little bit in, in with the economy? And just the, you know, pe- people spending, depending on what their, their level of income and, and ability to spend money on cigars, Grand Habano's got a great line that is affordable, right? So if you look yeah. at their price point, it's so really it good. Yeah. And it, I, I think it plays very well into them getting momentum coming out of the trade show. That's, that's a great point. I mean, you talk about a company that could have a, just knock it out of the park. Yeah. All right. One more question before this, before the question the Coop's just dying to answer. So I said it earlier tonight. On average, or if you want to give an over under or something, how many more cigars does Aaron <laughs> smoke than the rest of us over the course of the trade show? Okay. When I saw that come across, I had I was laughing out loud. Now, let's preface this by saying. My role to trade show, A, don't fuck anything up. Don't piss off you guys. But C, <laughs> no, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have but, to worry about but that. C, but C is, Bear, you're interviewing everybody, and 
and Ben is behind, you know, the camera. So your guys' ability to smoke during the trade show is extremely limited compared to mine. However, I will be chain smoking, and I'll just stop there, and you guys can answer the question. <laughs> Coop. 12. Oh, God. <laughs> 12 more cigars and the rest of the And we're going to track this, guys. We okay. really got to track 12. Are we talking day or day and night, right? Day and night. Yeah. Twelve. And then 12. when Aaron's in the casino, he's gonna have to give us the honor system here. So yeah. So yeah, I'm going twelve. More than yeah. Ben? I'm gonna say seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say fifteen. I'm taking I'm going over. You, you, I think I know what you're going with that too. There's a number each day. And he kind of yeah, three more yeah. today. I could yeah, easy. That's the average, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, average of our team, right? We're going with. Yeah. I'm going to go, and I'm. By the way, I'm going to fall on my own sword on this one. I'm going to go over the 15 because of what I said. Now, I have a question, and I'm going to be honest, tracking this thing for you guys. What if we go by somewhere and it's just they give it to us? We say, yeah, we're going to smoke it, and it's dog shit. And I smoke it for five minutes, and I put it out. Smoking it. It all qualifies, oh. man. You, li- you, you light let it. it. You let it. You let it. You lit, lit it. You puffed it. Okay. It's yeah. Right. yeah. Like okay. I can think of a yeah. couple last year that happened, <laughs> yeah, know, which we won't go to. Emma. No, no. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'll there keep, was I'll there was track. no there was one where we left the booth and all of us pitched it. Yeah, I know. I know exactly <laughs> was, where I was. was and I, I'm always was. the nice guy. I pull the band off when I pitch it. <laughs> um. All right. Coop's been dying for this one. Here we go, Coop. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have the honors on this one. Here we go. Which company bombs the trade show? Villager. <laughs> All right. I opened Pandora's box. Let's let it rip. Let's go. I want to start this off by saying I love Renee Castaneda, um, but I don't know what they're doing lately. So let me kind of just give you a little of the timeline here. Bear, you talked about the whole issue where they fired the reps and stuff like that. I think there was a little two sides to that story, but it wasn't a good PR move what happened there, right? Renee comes in there, right? And he has to basically fix the U.S. distribution. And I want to say the first few years he came in there and he was, he was fixed it. Like he, he, and there were products that were coming out that were, people were getting excited about Villager, the Florian in Glen. Aaron Loomis is number one cigar of the year. La Vencedora makes the coupe list, right? The Black Forest of the Cuellar line. Um, right. These were Very cigars good. that people, in the so that that we're doing great with. Come 2020, this company just fell off the map, right? They it seemed like all the momentum that they did stopped. It it, it stopped, and there is they've been doing no. I don't. I think they're doing retail engagement, but they're not engaging any other channels very well. Especially, I mean, media. They used to be in a scar aficionado, like. So and, and now I get nothing from them anymore. Right. But I can't say it's, it's me because I know other people get nothing from them anymore. Right. They stopped communicating with the media and they're a former sponsor, too. They're a former sponsor. OK. And it, it, things ended. Things ended amicably. I want to point this out. It, it ended very amicably. And, I, and like I said, I like Renee and all, but I don't know what he's doing. Like you had this momentum going for three years. Right. And then it just it just falls flat. Right. And I don't understand. OK, you're coming back to the trade show. 
you never really, I think you, you, I don't know. There was no communication what they're trying to do with this trade job. Hey, guys, you know if there's a Villager release this year? No, it's anyone... me. Well, if you read halfway, all there was. But it's buried out there. I don't understand. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, I think it's a limited release. Right? It's called the Miami. I, I don't look. They came out with. They've been doing TAA cigars. They do it. They do the first TAA cigar with, with Espinosa. They don't even promote the fact that they're doing the first Lazona TAA cigar. I mean, they just do. They're doing nothing. And I and this is a company that's made all these mistakes in the past, right? And now they're repeating all the mistakes. And I'm sorry. How many more chances a retailer is going to give to Villager at this point? I, I just don't see it. I don't see it anymore. And it's a shame because there's a great history with this company and all that. Right. And this is a monster in Europe. And they've just come back to where they were right before they fired the reps again. And there's just nothing going on with this company. And if there, by the way, if there is something going on with the company, Communicate to your consumers and communicate to your media channels and, and tell me I'm wrong, but you're not doing that, right? So I can't, how can I possibly say that? Is anyone talking about Lafortean clan anymore? Is anyone talking about La Vencedora anymore? Are they talking about Blackford? They're not. These cigars are just, you don't hear anything. I don't see them in stores anymore. I don't see excitement about them. So they're going to go flat. I, I don't see how they're going to recover. Um, like I think that I don't think there's anything that they can convince me right now until they start engaging a lot more of these channels I keep talking about tonight. That's my piece, Villager. Fair enough. Fix it, guys. I mean, fix it, Villager. You, Renee, you're a good guy. Fix this stuff because I know you know he fixed this a few years ago. So what, what's going on now is what I'm trying to understand. Is this something out of Europe? I don't know. All right, I said my piece. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Um, I'm going to go, look, I, I'm not going to talk about the, the people that just half-assed boost last year or the, the, we know who they are. The, the company that I was the most disappointed with last year, and I don't know what they're going to do this year. So I'm going in blind is Ashton. I thought they had an opportunity at least to show their cigars. They didn't have product, but they could have done something with showing some boxes of that new release they came out with. Um, they were, they're a premium brand. They've got great following. They put out great cigars and their booth looked like shit. So I don't, Look, are they going to step up the game? I hope. I hope they're going to take a page from somebody else like Oliva, who is right next, right behind them, in in terms of being able to, you know, display some facings that were able to create booth traffic. We were in Ashton; it was dead. We got we got access. It was great for us, but they just didn't have any sort of hype or buzz. And I don't know if that they're going to have any this year. So I'm going to go with Ashton. Very disappointed with them last year. I think the boost, from what I heard, they haven't upgraded boost this year, so we'll see. But um, hopefully they'll talk to us now. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to talk to me. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ben, who's bombing? 
Who's laying the turd? I'm waiting for this one. Man, that's a lot, honestly. <laughs> I don't think it could be. I got a big I mean, one. I think I'm going to surprise you guys. The, the one that I was... I'm, I'm kind of going off of what, what happened last year was uh, that I think that it's almost it, it feels make or break. I don't know, but Matilda, like I didn't, they didn't have like the stuff that released last year was not good. The stuff before was was excellent. Going into the trade show, but it's one of my favorite lines of smoke, or it was was from them, and the stuff that released last year was just was not good at all. So. I mean, I know they're coming out with, I think, two new releases this year. So, I, I think they, they got to be really good. They have to be good. Otherwise, I, I don't know where this where this company's going to be going after this. But we'll see. Can, can, I, can I throw another name in there? I'd like to hear his opinion. I'm, I'm taking this off slightly off topic. But I know they're spending a lot of money. And my, my shop that I go to brought it in is El Septimo. I mean, there's a company that spent, a, I'm guessing, a boatload of money last year at the show. If you look at their booth and the and the the price point they're going for and the, and the 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 audience that they're trying to cater for, I don't know. That seems like an awfully big. They're just as bad they're, as they're bad as vulgar. Right, right. They don't so, they don't capitalize on anything, man. Hundred percent. But so they're spending this 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 capital for what? Like so. I mean, I could see them coming out, fizzling out, and, and it's like, okay, what do we do? So that was one I was thinking about, too. Super Bowl MVP is seen during the championship parade smoking one of your cigars, and you say nothing. Or if you did, it was so quiet, I didn't. no one saw it. Like, that. how do you blow an opportunity like that, man? You guys obviously, like, it's just, yeah, yeah. El Septimo baffles me. Baffles, baffles me. me. Baffles me for sure. I mean, I think they're not my pick. By the I'm way, not saying they need to come up. out with a new release either, guys. But Aaron's 100 percent right with that one. Yeah, I can have one more, but I wonder if you'll but, mention but it. Tilda, yeah. Um, the two limited exposures this year. Yeah, I'm. I I really. Man, listen, I. I mean, I worked for a retailer that you know Matilde was is still a huge seller, like their original core brands, you know, like I love their, the, I really love the, the, the Renancer. I love the Oscuro. I love the Quadrata, you know, I think those, and then the, the Connecticut, which the name is escaping me for two seconds. The uh, Serena. Serena. Yeah. It's all fantastic. They're all fantastic. Love every single one of them. Smoke them all the time. They're great. Um, but that's a, yeah, it's an interesting pick. Um, I, I, I really want, I really want them to be successful. I really, I love, I love Enrique. I consider him a friend. Um, and I love, I love the cigars. I think they've built an incredible foundation, which do you, you know, your point Coop always, that's a good thing, right? Their core is strong. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, you know, I had a little more confidence with Enrique when we interviewed him, uh, last week, um, you know, you know, and there's another limited exposure coming out, but um, it sounds like there's a core line down the road. But you know, they, I would, yeah, I mean, that's 
you know, I expose, you know, I, I, I can't argue. They, they have some work to do, but the one thing where I'd say Enrique's got that Sutliff booth is a great booth to be in, mm-hmm. by the way. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really good, you bring a, it brings a lot of traffic in there. So mm-hmm. um, I think, I think that's a good thing he's got going. If he was in his own booth, I think he'd really be struggling. He was wheeling and dealing last year, man. Holy crap. A lot, man, was- everyone who was in that Sutliff booth benefited if you worked your booth and didn't get to walk away. There were yeah. a few companies that I just sort of, like, they weren't even there. And uh, one of them just baffles me. Like, it, it caused a turn to me. How, like, where were they? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because Jay mentioned Casa 1910. That's a, another good left field pick, by the way. I think they still have to, but I don't think they're ready to do that yet. I don't think they're ready to be the left field pick, but solid company. We're going to talk to them this year. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So here's my pick, guys. It's going to blow some minds here. Call it uh, call it a sophomore slump or, you know, call it a hangover from last year, whatever you want to call it. I think Rocky Patel blows this. I think they're no, on the show. No way. No way. So they've got a anniversary cigar for their most popular brand. So good as that. I, I don't know what the price point is on that. I hope hopefully, hopefully I think it's going to be a more premium line. It looks like too, which is just, that's stupid. I agree with that one. <laughs> that's, that's so ludicrous. stupid. That's uh, yeah. how do you, you, so you celebrate your, you celebrate your value brand by coming out with an anniversary cigar for that value brand and then jacking up the price. That's just ridiculous. Um, and uh, the ALR is their uh, their PCA exclusive. Another ALR, yeah, but, but they'll have. I guarantee Rocky has two more lines that are coming out. Okay, well then, you know what? That could change my pick. But yeah. I'm just saying, the way it stands now, he had one of. He was actually in, like we said, like we we're talking about, like the top three, top four. He had a top five easily show last year. Yeah. Yes. yes. Those re- those releases were all very strong. Uh, a lot of the cigars coming out were, and then they, and then they delivered in a lot of ways. Like a lot of them were really yeah. good. Um, I just, you know, if this is what he's coming back to the table with, I just, I see him blowing this in really well. Let it doesn't you, matter. Rocky's gonna laugh all the way to the bank. It doesn't matter what I say here. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, let me give him the two awards now after this, right? All right, Bear. I gotta ask you a question. Here. You're gonna tell me that Rocky Patel is gonna have a worse show than Villager. You already stole my pick, Coop. I wasn't gonna like just okay, you know, okay, okay. Then that's that's okay, okay. So yeah, no, okay. I think I think I think apps. No, no, I think I think Villager bombs. No, I'm with you. I hope they don't. By the way, I don't want that to happen. I, I don't want anyone I, to fail. I don't want sense. anyone to fail. But oh my goodness, Villager, what's happened? That's that's a low hanging fruit, though. Like I think we could all agree that's the one. Honestly, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> But see, that's well, the you, thing too. Like, like these three, these three company or these two companies, right? Rocky Patel, Villiker. Another one that I was thinking about throwing in there was Gurkha, right? They don't care. And that's the that's the thing that bothers. That's the thing that bothers me. That's the I thing disagree, that really I disagree, bothers I, me. I disagree with you on Gurkha, but we have a disagreement on that one. I think they do care, but but you and I have a disagreement on that one. They've been. I just, they've been they, I, I think Villager is so aloof. They're so lost. They, they don't care. And because they, because they got the money, it doesn't matter. They're making, they're, they're go, huge worldwide. Yeah, so go, go, uh, go, yeah. then go deal with half wheel. And that's what you want to do it. But like I said, 
By the way, I reached out <coughs> to try to get information from them, and I couldn't get any response. So it isn't like I tried. Right. I couldn't so, get anything on the TAA cigar or anything like that. It's, just, it's been tough. One of the other ones that I was going to – I don't know if they're going to bomb, but I would love to see what comes out of La Polina out of the show, right? I mean, it's one of those brands. It's like, what what's going on? The Goldie, the Goldie Prominente is the only thing that's announced right now. Yeah, but the, the, but how the, many Goldies? I mean, every time I turn around, it's a gold. You know, yeah, I mean, I know they, it's yeah. The redo um, of the Kill Bill seemed to have performed well. Yeah, they they tend to announce very late, like on the eve of the trade show, what they're doing. So I usually hear from them a night or two before the trade show. Do you think oh. they like redo and re kind of rebring back Black Label and Red Label because Black Label was fucking fire. Man, it's so it good. sounds like they have already, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. You're right. I mean, they, I they don't see it. I don't whole... see it anywhere. Well, that's that's the thing. So to me, they've been in like a downward spiral for several years. Though. That's my point. Like, right. I totally agree. They, they, they're not they're not producing stuff for, for me. They're not producing stuff anymore. That I think it's very good. You know, the Goldie has always been the one thing that's always been amazing, right? But everything else has just seems so flat. It just every it, it doesn't get every year it gets it seems to get worse for me. I don't know. Black labels were good. The your first year the Mr. Sam's came out were freaking awesome. I think surprisingly then, Kill Bill did better than we all thought. I think uh, so too. The one twenty fifth anniversary was too high a price point. Um presentation was decent but way too high a price point um so i don't know i'd like to see la polina get back to the roots a bit like the miami series and stuff the, the lines and mr sam what, what made those what made the company what it was um i just sometimes i just wonder yeah and then they had this whole accutron thing which they had at the show last year and they really didn't do a good job promoting it in my opinion uh that's the cigar they did for the watch company you know, luxury cigar. They made it out of Miami. There was just nothing that came out on that. There was no buzz on that Accutron cigar, at least in the insiders of the cigar industry. So, um, I got another company that we haven't mentioned. Go ahead. Caldwell. Wow. Wow. The problem is, like, I don't know how you could do worse than last year. Right. But That's I why don't. I... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I don't think he has a. Re- I don't think he has a repeat of last year. I think it's different. Oh, I'm no, sure that, I'm, that ain't gonna happen this year. I guarantee well, you. That. But the, but that but that's but so that's why I, I kind of where I preface the let's not even go into last year. Like I, I mean, I, it's almost impossible to repeat that. That I mean, that was like beyond anything. I, I look, I had no expectations of the show, but when I what the, I mean, my kids could have done that, so I, I didn't even put that into a thought. <laughs> As to it, coming out of it poorly, because I mean, how, how can you get any lower? I mean, a serious retailer did not think that was f- funny at all. No, they, they, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's there's always these guys on social media who who just they 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 can't take it. They, everything is not serious to them, right? So I get I get there's going to be some jokes and stuff, right? But I'm sorry, I mean, I know retailers were turned off by that. I know PCA members were turned off by that, but they are back. I don't expect that to happen again. And from what Scott Pierce told me, companies are expected to be there day four this year. 
So I, I uh, just, I just, I could care less about them. I mean, that company is just. Again, he stopped engaging with the media as well. He doesn't want to engage with the media. It's like I, I don't. Have t- there's a hundred other companies that are hard to deal with at this point. I mean, I'd go, if, look, if he comes and wants to engage with me, I'll engage with him. But, but I can't be, I can't be chasing down things at this point when there's a hundred other companies banging on our door to talk to us. I mean, you act like that last year, and, and for me, I don't even think the cigars are any good, any of them. I, I just, I don't even care. Now, I'm not putting, to- I'm not putting Tony in that boat. By the way, Tony's got his own booze, and I think no, Tony's no. Show up. Yeah, we're not putting this, Tony in. This, this is nothing to do with La Barber, none yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. This is just Caldwell event yeah. stuff he puts out. Yeah, but he could bomb. I mean, that could have like people may remember that from last year and say, ah, "Fuck that," you know. I don't yeah. know. It's going to be an interesting thing to see. That's why I'm I'm putting him on the list. It's just I think he's still got a, at least he's doing some social media stuff and stuff. With Vilg is just like rudderless at this point. Yeah. So okay. All right, guys. So we've got two more segments, uh, and then we will call it a night here. So let's go into uh, our segment which is brought to you by asylum cigars refuge is more than just a physical place guys it can be a state of mind some of life's greatest reflections can be found in our own personal asylum moments like these were made for asylum cigars so light up an asylum and choose your refuge so gentlemen we're taking this out of pca this is you yourself personally you know i think most of us got into this uh and and really fell in love with the community, fell in love with the the you know brotherhood and sisterhood of the leaf, right? You know, we it brought us all it brought us all together. But I've cho- I I love this segment because it asks us to kind of reflect on that moment or two that you can remember. And there's probably several where it's just you and the cigar. What were you doing? What were you contemplating? What were you celebrating? What was that moment all about? So. Coop, let's start with you because I'm really, I'm really interested in hearing your. I'm interested in hearing all your answers, but I'm interested in hearing your answer here. Wait, so I'm not sure I understand the question, so I'm going to apologize in advance. I just want to make sure I understand the question correctly. So tell us about a time where it was there was nobody else around. You weren't part of a V-herf. You weren't at a shop. You weren't at an event. You were just. It was just you yeah. and the cigar, and the moment was absolute. Perfect. And what were you doing? What were you reflecting on? And what was the cigar? Okay, so uh, I'm going to share my screen because I think now I know the answer was right. So um, people may know this story. This is uh, the Red Rocks Park, not Colorado. Uh, This is Winslow, Arizona. Um, This is a actually there's a Red Rocks Park and there's a Red Rocks rest stop off I-40 in Winslow, Arizona. This is my favorite place to absolutely smoke in the world. And I'm by myself. And you can see there's these red rocks there. And you're looking out at the desert. And there is nothing surrounding you but desert and rocks. This is it, right? Um, And it's hot there. But what's nice is they have, um, you can kind of get under the rocks. There's some even uh, picnic areas you can go under there. And all I know is I am I am not dealing with anyone in the world out there. And I could just think about the cigar and I could just ponder anything I want. And I know I'm not going to get distracted. So this is by far my my favorite place in the world to go smoke. And it has some of the best memories and 
again, that's my refuge. Um, it's what a little far the- to go from, from Vegas, unfortunately, but that is it. I've gotten there like about three times already. What was the last cigar you smoked there? Do you remember what it was? Um, I smoked um, the, I, I can tell you one I smoked there. I don't know if it's the last one, but I picked up, okay, I was driving on I-40. And if you go to I-40 over the New Mexico border um, into um, Arizona, there's this TP like Indian reservation store where there is a, um, a humidor, a, a cigar humidor in the back, a, a legitimate humidor. And I found Cuenca Y Blancos back there. And I bought a box wow. of the Cuenca Y Blancos. And then I drove and opened up that box at the Red Rocks, which is about an hour west. So I can tell you, I had that, the original, I'm talking the original Cuenca Y Blancos I found there. Not the CYBs. And it was, it was heaven. So, and I want to say it was on one of my last trips I did. So, yeah, that was it. And, you know, I love Jose and everything. So that, that made it even more special. Nice. Aaron. Yep. So you guys know I'm a avid golfer. Um, the one place that I can go to no matter what. And just um, I'm kind of in my own little space, if you will. Um, there's a place in Aiken, South Carolina. There's a course called Sage Valley. And um, get to make a trip there every you know, couple times a year. And um, when we go there, you stay on the grounds and all the, uh, we'll call them villas, um, they have their own deck. And each deck looks over kind of a different hole or different part of the golf course. And we stay up on top of this hill. And when everybody's gone and, and everything's died down, you're done playing or whatever, um, I always go out there by myself. And, uh, for me, it's the ability for not only self-reflection, but honestly, it's, it, it's more of, I sit there with gratitude, um, gratitude for my friends, my family, the, um, the fortunate things that, that, you know, have happened to me in life. And I always smoke a uh, Padron 80. Um, it's, it's the cigar that I, I kind of use as a celebratory cigar, if you will or a, um, a cigar that I treat myself with. And so I always make sure I have a couple ADS on hand when I go down there. And usually it's the second to last night or last night I go on the deck, uh, have the 80th and kind of do self-reflection slash kind of gratitude of, uh, everything that, that I've been blessed with. So that's what I think about. Do you remember the last cigar you smoked there? The the last cigar, the 80th. Perdone, 80th, 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 80th Perdone. Yeah. Yep. Always the 80th. Always the 80th. Nice. It's great to have those little traditions. I love them. Yeah, that's a good one. Ben? Uh, I've had several, but the one I'll probably go with is the last one. <laughs> this is just before I moved for the greatest state in the Union, Texas. And I actually, my family and I, we drove to New Mexico to uh, pick up our son's dog because his, his wife were moving to a, a Navy base in San Diego where they could have pets. So went there and uh, we, we met in Albuquerque, um, picked the dog up, and we're driving back. 
just south of Amarillo, if anybody's been through there, it's flat. It's it's just flat as hell, right? <laughs> and and my wife said, Hey, you want to make a stop? I'm like, sure, why not? It's a road trip. Let's do it. I said, There's a canyon over here. I'm like, a canyon? We're in the middle of cow pastures. How the hell is there a canyon here? So we mm-hmm. drove to this place and it's called Paladuro Canyon. Right. And it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It's like a, a, a miniature Grand Canyon. I mean, it lit, it's huge. It's a massive canyon. It's 16 miles across. And I just remember either the whole way I would tell my wife I want to stop at like some of these desert mountain areas and like just have a cigar. And I, I got a couple of chances, but there was always stuff going on or something. But this time we, we actually drove down all the way into the canyon. You could drive to the bottom of it and stuff. It was really cool. It was gorgeous. And all these beautiful geological formations everywhere and stuff. And we're actually coming back up. And we get up kind of near where they have this um, – uh, I get it's like the it's like the it's a gift shop slash state state park um, kind of um, rest area or whatever, and they had this big area where it like goes down to a path, but I guess they were repairing the path so they closed it all off. But they had this big rock wall going on the top of it, and we're like just out, you know, my wife and son they go walking around and stuff and. I got the dog with me and I, and I just, and the, the, the wall is really, really wide. So I just sat out of the wall and was just looking across this beautiful, I mean, gorgeous Canyon. And I'm actually looking down onto the backs of buzzards. And so that's how high up it is. And I break out, um, aromacraft aquatate EMH. And I start smoking that and the dog curls up next to me and just lays down and just me and him. There's nobody else is there because it, it, it closed. So it's just me and the dog because my wife was suddenly kind of wandered off, was looking at, looking at trails and all that. It was just me and him smoking. It was just like the ultimate Zen moment. It was just so peaceful. It was quiet. The air was cool and crisp. It was, it was, just, it was just a great moment. It was, just, it was just, a, just a perfect Zen moment, peace moment. That's awesome. How's it going? Nice. All right. Well, gentlemen, thanks for sharing that. Remember, refuge is more than just a physical place. It can be that state of mind. Some of life's greatest reflections can be found in our own personal asylum. Moments like these were made for asylum cigars. Light up an asylum today. Choose your refuge. All right, guys, we got one last segment. Here it is. Here we go. It's been a fantastic show. Can't wait for the coalition to get together and, uh, take on this year's trade show. So it's our curveball segment, which is always brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Fastballs or curveballs, it doesn't matter since the company's inception. Steve Sock has been knocking them out of the park. Seven consecutive years in the consensus top three. Congratulations to our good friend, Mr. Steve Saka. All right. We kind of mentioned this earlier tonight, gentlemen, but this is something a little bit different. Do we have another acquisition in 2022? Room 101 was acquired by STG. Is there another acquisition in 2022? Yes or no? Ben? Yes, there is. There, yeah. I think okay. Coop talked about this. They, they, they said they got to, they're like required to try to purchase two new companies a year. 
So we got room 101. Now there's at least one more coming, right? Okay. They tried. They tried. Now you got to explain yourself. I've heard there were other companies that got offers in addition to room 101. But I heard they were turned down. Nice. Do you think there's another one, Coop? No. Not in 2022? No, uh, not in 22. Maybe early 2023, I see. Um, I think there's a lot of issues the industry is facing right now. Um, I, I just don't know if there's anyone out there who, who would sell at this. Like, not, not anyone out there who, who would be really a prime acquisition target. You know, the interesting thing about the Room 101 thing, right? It was a that thing was like a speck on the whole STG universe. That wasn't even on the STG website as an acquisition. This it was a very small acquisition, guys. Um, I mean, it's a big deal to us because these are things we cover. But you know, this was not something even communicated to the investors here. You know, that that's how small an acquisition this was. So I'm I'm gonna say no. Um, but this is a note because I think they, there were a couple of companies that may have tried to sell that didn't, you know, it didn't work out. I mean, it, it, there's a couple of companies that are always rumored to be selling, but I've heard these rumors for 10 years with these same companies. So I have no reason to, to think it's going to happen. Aaron? But Ben's right about I'm the a- Ben's right about the two a year. Usually I say that, but I just don't see it this year. So. Go ahead. Go I'm gonna, ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm going to say no. And I only say no because I, I expand outside the cigar industry and I know where we are. And from an economy standpoint, so you can go one of two ways. Right. So it, it could be that somebody's looking to get out and that somebody can buy them cheap. But if you're if you're a company that. Um, you know, from a financial standpoint, that you're going to go to your investors and you're going to outlay cash for an organization during this economic time, you have to have a strong business case. And so I think from the economic environment we are in as a whole, I think it'd be very difficult to sell the idea of making an acquisition again, unless they were getting it dirt cheap. I think that they would probably wait it out a little bit, see what would let the dust settle quote unquote. And then, you know, I January, February, early acquisition. Then it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going to say no in 2022, 2022. Yeah. And to add a little bit of what Aaron said too, you know, when, when Ben's favorite company was acquired Royal Asio, again, that was a big, he did thing. it that again was, to you, Ben. He's talking about it again, geez. but, but that was something that was announced is what I'm saying. It was, you know, there, there was monies involved. There's only been really three big acquisitions in the last seven or eight years. It, it's been, um, Drew state, Oliva and Royal Asio. Everything else has been more of like shifting brand assets, more or less. But those were true company acquisitions that happened. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be another one in 2022. I think the economy is going to throw things into a tussle. And, uh, you know, these bigger companies that have the ability to powerhouse, and like you said, they, there were a couple of their offers made, Coop, they were all rejected. Uh, probably because they're wanting a bigger price tag. And, 
you know, you know, that's not something either yeah. larger companies want to shell out. Yep. And uh, maybe they, maybe smaller companies want to hold out because they think that they're going to get a bigger price. So. Yeah, but going by y'all's theories, if it's a bad economy, some of these smaller companies might not be able to survive. So they'll they'll just go yeah. in and buy them cheap, like yeah, a liquidation sale. Yeah, that was my caveat, which, but I'm going to still say no. But my caveat was if somebody can't financially keep the doors open, they're going to sell pennies on the dollar and then, yeah. you know, then, then there could be an acquisition. But I, I'm just going to say no, but I know what you're saying, Ben. I, I was corrected. Nat Sherman's the fourth. There was a fourth. So, yeah, thank you. I got a correction on that. I mean, I literally have one in mind right now. I mean, I won't right. talk about it. Come on. Oh. Come but, on. But, no. Okay, but to the point, we go back a year ago, Nat Sherman was left to go out of business before someone tried to scoop those assets right. up. Right. Is right, what I'm right. kind of getting at. So yeah. I don't necessarily think, you know, it, it pennies on the dollar works sometimes on, on these acquisitions here. Right. Well, who's the who's the next company, guys? Who's the next company to get acquired? Bought, sold, acquired. Who's the next company? What about like I'm, I don't know why this company came into mind and it's small and maybe I, I haven't kept up so you guys may laugh at this but well like somebody like a Mombacho right I mean are they doing anything I don't know they're not uh, Favelli Cigars is not going to be at the trade show according to the big board so right yeah, so maybe maybe they're just you know they've got some legacy stuff that people like um, they they carry a decent name I think because they had they were on some lists you know back in the day. I don't know, maybe an Ambacho. No idea. So since we're going there, the the one I was thinking of was Southern Draw. That would be one. one that comes to well, mind. That's a good too. one. That's that a would very be a good one. That would be one that absolutely comes to mind for me. They've been looking for investors, and we haven't heard anything about these investors yet. Yeah. So does AJ come in and just buy them up? You know that. But that would be, I don't think they buy the company. I think he'd buy up the brands. Right. I think it would be, like I said, I mean, there's two ways to look at The answer is there's two ways to answer the acquisition. Is it a brand acquisition or a company acquisition? There's a lot of brand acquisitions, certainly. So I could see Southern Door. There's not a lot of company acquisitions is what I'm getting at, where they right. buy the employees and stuff like that. You know, you know, the assets are bought, so to speak. It's just, it's a trademark. I took the question as both. It could be both, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah I, didn't, mean, I didn't. I didn't define. I didn't define it too strictly. So right. I mean, you know, I, I don't think he would sell, but I, I think he would listen to offers. Would be Roma. I think he'd listen, but I don't think he would sell. I don't see any indication that. He, but that that's one that would come to mind. Really? Because I, I, but he's I've a businessman. He's a businessman. He business yeah, but I've yeah. heard that before. I. <sighs> but I don't. But again, I don't see it happen. I don't. There's nothing to indicate that that's happening. Yeah, but I, I can I don't see it is that there's some value what he's got. You know, there's a factory involved too. Where I mean, there's 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 some good assets is what I'm saying. Where that makes it a, a, attractive. Yeah, I definitely don't see that. La Plina. La Plina. Yeah, well, you know, one that Bill one, at some point wants to get out of the business. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, a next generation. It's, it's still a family-run company, so I don't know. What his, you know, 
children or whatever. Is it though? I thought they all left. Are they all doing something else now? I thought that's what I'm saying. I don't know what the involvement is of the others. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The Alpine is a good candidate. Okay. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, any final thoughts before we close out the show here? Thank you so much for both attending. All three this of you for attending. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Bear, great job. I, I, I've said this before, you know, your show and the way that you um, you structure it from the open-ended questions, it gets, I think it gets myself thinking, I hope the audience thinking in different ways to look at the industry, look at cigar companies, look at what people are doing, both positive and negative. So kudos to you. Thank you. I got to read up. I got I to gotta learn my president trivia too because I know I'm <laughs> falling way behind. Ben, anything else? No, man. I just appreciate uh, having us on the show. Man. It was always, it's always a lot of fun. Good questions. Good thought-provoking things we talked about tonight. So, wow. Good lead up into the show. Yeah. No, Bear, I think we should do this on our, uh, every year. I think this was a really good uh, – we do the preview on primetime. It's a little different because it's more about the mechanics of the show. But here's where we really get into the brands here, which is something we didn't do when we all got together on primetime a few weeks ago. So this is a great bookend to do this. Um, and I thought this was very, very, very insightful to do something. It really, really got us – I mean, to Aaron's point, it got us really thinking. So this was great. Good. good. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to do stuff that's, you know, fun, familiar – but still different at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I think this, like I said, we this was we really got into the stuff going on that's going to be exhibited, and this was good. Well, for everyone out there, I really appreciate our audience staying up late. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We're going to bring bringing you some fantastic coverage, brought to you by Drew Estate here at the PCA 2022 at the Sands Expo. Uh, the coalition will be led by Mr. Will Cooper, and he will be uh, in tow with us, Mr. Ben Lee. Uh, Mr. Aaron Nielsen and myself, Bear Duplessis, will be having a fantastic time bringing you the best news coming out of this year's trade show. So you want to stay tuned. We've got some video. We're going to have some video highlights, great interviews. Um, and we're also going to have the written piece, um, which is unrivaled in my opinion. Yep, I'm biased and that's okay. Uh, but you guys want to check out cigar-coop.com uh, for all the articles, all the videos, all the audio. You can check out Podbean. Uh, Apple Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, they'll be on there. As well as you can listen to LLS from our takes, including this episode. Go to L Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Download, subscribe, and review. You can do the same on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button or check us out on Facebook, which is where we're broadcasting right now. Always live from Facebook. Um, and you can check out our upcoming guests. We've got some great post-show stuff. In fact, Michael Herklotz is coming back a couple weeks after the trade show, uh, as he did last year. Um, and we're going to recap uh, what Ferry Otego did at this year's trade shows, as well as a couple of other great shows lined up. I'm really excited for some of our guests post-show. Uh, that'll do it for us. This was Take 215, live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplissy, as always. He's Aaron Nielsen, Will Cooper, and Ben Lee. Thanks to you, everybody. We'll see you next time.